0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Burning Question. Today, we are Monday, June the 22nd. I'm, of course, your host, Ben, and I'm joined by the ever-redoubtable Izzy. How you doing, playa?
1: Great. That was was a good
0: adjective. Redoubtable. Redoubtable. Absolutely. That's the word of the day. So, Izzy, I'm going to call on you in about a minute to come up with the definition while I finish off this here intro. And today, welcome to episode three. Of our health and fitness oriented podcast mini series. We talked about nutrition in the first, strength training in the second, and today we're gonna be talking about cardio. So we're gonna talk about the effects on the body, we're gonna be talking about how to properly train for it, and not to mention, we're gonna talk about how it stacks up in comparison to other forms of training with a small little bonus section near the end. Where we're going to not just talk about physical cardio, but we're going to talk about mental cardio, financial cardio, moral cardio. Much like we did in our previous episode. So I'm having all tons of fun. And we're
1: not even a
0: minute 30 in. Izzy, how you feeling, baby?
1: I'm great, but I do want to define I do want to define redoubtable because Redoubtable.
0: We're thank you for
1: Yeah. You know what? It's We're going to be doing nice that from word. now on. We're going
0: to be doing that. Word of not word of the Forward day. Of word the of day. the week. Word of the
1: week. Redoubtable. There's a silent B in there. Redoubt. Redoubtable yeah.
0: comes from the French redoutable.
1: That's right. And it's an adjective, and it means referring to a person, a formidable person, especially as an opponent. Synonyms: formidable. All I spot. Awe-inspiring, fearsome, daunting, alarming. Impressive. See, I gotta tap my boy up. That's beautiful. Wow, my boy's looking out. My boy's out here looking out for his boy. I'm
0: here. I'm out here looking out. And trust me, I don't need no th- thesaurus.com to help me out. Straight up, you Straight pulled up on your boy. Up, pulling up. You pulled up on him, bro. Like I said, mental, mental cardio. You got to keep right. it fresh. It's in muscle like anything else. And you want to make it sure that nothing. not that it's not just strong, but it's conditioned. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. And I want and I want to
0: I want to say this right off the Absolutely. bat, especially. Um, of course, we're not a political show, uh, and we're not sponsored <laughs> by anybody. Um, so please don't don't come at us with this whole oh like what what's the politics of cardio fat shaming anything like that? <laughs> We've already we're going to discuss that later down the line anyway. Right now we're we just trying to we out here trying to have some fun on Discovery That's Day. right.
1: So, you know,
0: uh, you but them. no, but no, no, no. Like, so here's the thing. So, um, excuse me. They gotta know cardio. But but here here's here's the thing though. Like cardio and conditioning, we're going to be using kind of interchangeably because it's very very important. And I think that one one aspect that we didn't necessarily cover in our strength training uh, episode, which we had last week, is the fact that it's very important to keep a muscle strong. But equally as important you have to keep it conditioned properly because there's no sense in you being, you know, strong, like tractor in order to have the efficiency of a fucking cabbage. Like you want to, you want to make sure that you're not only strong, but that you're actually able to use that strength and have endurance to use that strength for longer. So that's, that's probably what we're going to start off with as well. Like cardio as conditioning. What What are your thoughts, Playboy? I mean, you're the, you're the personal trainer after all.
1: Cause imagine dude, It's a great point you make. And, and, you know, picture this picture this. You're, you're some strong ass bodybuilder guy. All right. You don't really, strong like tractor. Strong like tractor. You don't compete. So you're not making, you're not really making uh, any money off of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then one day your buddy asks you if you can help out with some construction work. All right. Like, like your buddies do. Like your buddies do. And then you pull up. You pull up... (laughs) You pull up with that thing, with your pipes? You pull pull up with your pipes, your, you know... Insane uh, backspread. Your huge pipes, but they're obviously super non-functional, not conditioned, as they say. They're just like two
0: fucking tubes of concrete.
1: Exactly. And then you pull up, you start doing work, and you gas out after 15 minutes. What do you do then? Your buddies are looking at you thinking... You know, we thought this guy was going to pull up, you know, you know, shake things up, really get shit done out here, and then complete opposite happens. If anything, you did worse than if you had never worked out because all that blood's going through your muscles, and you mm. gas out five minutes in like a pussy.
0: Well, see, that's that's but- the thing about conditioning, right? Imagine when you, if you're building muscle again, you're imagine you were just stacking this massive slab of concrete, right? And sure. you're wearing that on your arms. Let's let's just use the arms for an sure. example. Now sure. you just have slabs of concrete, and imagine you know just a rectangular, a 3D rectangle for both of your arms. Right? Mm-hmm. Try mm-hmm. to pick something up with that. You might be able to. You, the strength is there, but again, like the it's really really difficult to do. And it's di- well, it's difficult to do. You know, for an extended period of time. Now, what cardio yeah. and conditioning does is that it sculpts that concrete to make it more efficient so the strength is still there the structural integrity is is still there but the muscle is actually able to perform for much much longer so that way your body isn't isn't you know distributing its blood only along the place. no but i mean mean, that's the way that it is right i mean it is it is like we're talking we're talking like fitness in and of itself is not just a People like to say it's a like, like the progression is like a pyramid, and in some ways that it is, but it's actually not. it's a it's a symbiotic relationship between all three between three aspects, which is strength, your cardio, aka your conditioning, and your flexibility. Now, all three of those conditions need to be satisfied if you want to be considered fit. And the reason That's for right. it is, especially, it's like we just said, you want to, you don't want to pull up in your Aston Martin V12 Vantage looking like, you know, some synthol injected fuck from Russia. No offense Never. to all my Russians out here. Um, but again, and then like you you gas out after like what? five minutes and you're like yo yo i took too much creatine bro i need i, I need to i need to yo. drink like eight liters of water right now
1: what the hell for yeah. real yeah. and yeah. you know what is people you know it's important not to confuse cardio uh conditioning and cardio and and all that with just being skinny and having the ability to run a marathon or having the ability to run a 5k in 15 minutes. No. Yeah. Because here's why. they've gone it.
0: too far the other way.
1: That's right. Yeah. is you got to look at, you got to look at, and this is the best example I can give. You got to look at the strongmen and the way they train. Mm, yeah. They are the epitome of muscle endurance. These guys are pulling yeah. planes. They're pulling 18 wheelers. These guys Atlas are carrying, Stones. These guys are carrying, yeah, Atlas Stones, these guys are carrying weirdly shaped objects for, you know, hundreds of meters.
0: They're squatting cars.
1: They're squatting cars for well over 15 to 20 reps, you know.
0: Well, that's the whole and point of a strongman. They have to like, they have to see how many reps they can do or complete it in a certain amount of time.
1: Exactly. That's why a strongman, strongman is, is, is. You know, people compare strongmen and powerlifters all the time, but really, no. it's it's they're polar opposites. They're really polar opposites. Uh, powerlifting is very much explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, the action, the quote-unquote action, lasts like seconds, okay? Because yeah. every single thing is a one rep max. Whereas the strongmen, it really is more so muscle endurance. Yeah, it's muscle endurance. Every single event, every I can't even think of a strongman event where that doesn't rely on muscle endurance.
0: Well, that's the and, thing, right? And, I mean, like you, not to cut you off, but you look at these guys; they look like cinder blocks. Let's be real; they look like cinder they blocks. Do. You would think, they like, do wow, like refri- those guys GE are refrigerators. Those, yeah, they're they're industrial refrigeration units. But the thing about these guys is that you know they could probably you know run run for a fair bit if they wanted to they probably could yeah and, they and the that thing cardio. is, is like, that people like and you would think okay how does a six to almost 400 pound man how does he have that much stamina that much endurance because they certainly don't look chiseled but again that's because that's we'll go into that in our strongman episode but they have to eat a whole lot of calories in order just to sustain the muscle mass but they also tie in their conditioning with it as well, so I think it's yeah. re- I think it should be important right now to um to just go over essentially different ways that you can condition. Um, yeah. So let's idea. say like we we can you know how in our previous episode we were talking about bodybuilders and we were saying how yeah. you know they're they're not necessarily training for strength they're training for looks. Now they may not be as strong as a uh, you know let's say as a power lifter let's say, but their muscles are extremely conditioned because they're taking a moderate amount of weight yeah. and they're doing multiple reps for it. So that way you're getting the muscle. You're not just constantly training for a one rep max because you really, yeah. you really shouldn't be training that way anyway, because uh, again, it's going to, it's going to cause severe muscle imbalances. And again, you, your, um your fitness triangle, it's going to be heavily skewed one way and and that's just not good. For the rest of your body, yep. because when your body's under stress, then all the blood's going to be pumping towards your muscles rather than everything else in your body. But um, yeah. but the thing about that is, is that bodybuilders are very, very conditioned, and that's why you see, you know, that's why they look so shredded. Not to mention the fact that they do take diuretics and you know to expel most of the other water. But even even before they start cutting, their muscles are extremely, extremely yeah. conditioned because that's the <clears> way that the majority of them train. They tray a moderate yeah. amount of weight, like low to medium yeah. weight, but a very high rep count. And again, that's th- because that gets your heart rate up. It's it's essentially, essentially, it's about- it simulates the feeling of running, except you're lifting heavy things. Like try, like, like just just for the viewers, take a um, take a five pound sack of potatoes or ten pound if you if you think you're you're that strong, in each hand. And then just do curls with it. Do curls with it for I'd say 15 reps. Fifteen reps, 30 second break, and then do it again. 30 second break, then do it again. Yeah, and do and do that. Do sets of 15 with 30 second breaks for about at least five, like at least five sets, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So and I mean you're gonna feel tired after that. Yeah. Because your muscles it, it, it are really is. consistently
1: under strain. I think it's um it, it's I don't think I know this because I'm looking at a cool little table diagram here
2: Yo, which I'm me. actually
1: going to share with you. Link I'm me, sharing bro. this with you right now. I'm I'm about to um, Link me bro. Okay, I sent you the thing. Be my um, princess Zelda so, and link me. There it is. Get linked. So <laughs> yeah. cardio it, it's it, you can easily measure what kind of exercise you're doing Aha. just by look, just by looking at your heart rate. Okay. Yeah. Beats per minute, your BPM.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, you know, the diagram that we're looking at here, it even, it breaks it down by age. I'm not peeing guys. And no problem. Breaks it down by age. And, and so the way, the way, the way it's the way it goes is you have, you have moderate activity which um, I would I would classify uh, uh, weight training any kind of weight training in the 8 to twelve or no 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 in the 0 to 12 rep range I'd classify that as moderate activity but oh, what what kind of uh, what kind of weight range uh, wait, wait I actually I would I would uh, anything between uh, one to five reps, I would call that moderate activity. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Anything, anything between five to like fifteen, maybe even five to twenty, and that's a little, that's pushing it. That's under. I'd classify that as weight weight training. Mm. Like weight control, like fat burning. Wait, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, what they have is weight control. So the way they have it broken down is you have moderate activity, which you know, if you're a twenty five year old. If you're a 25-year-old and your heart is beating at 98 beats per minute, you are taking part in moderate activity. Okay. Mm-hmm. If once your once your heartbeat hits, so you're 25 years old, keep in mind, once your heart your heart rate hits 117, 117 beats per minute, you're in the weight control category, yeah. which is what they're calling weight fitness training slash fat burning. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, that's misleading. I can't, fat burning is retar- like, yeah, fat we'll, we'll go is into really that. independent. Yeah. yeah, we'll go into that, but just as a quick side note, like fat burning has nothing to do with the actual exercise selection. Fat burning has to do with energy and, yeah. uh, purely it's just purely, it's just thermodynamics. You don't even have to actually, if you're, if your energy management day to day is, spot on and you're eating in a caloric deficit you don't even have to do cardio in order to burn fat anyways that's a that's a different discussion okay um and then if you're if you're so you're 25 years old your heart rate hits 137 beats per minute that's when you're when you fall under the aerobic that's what we're talking about today is cardio Mm -hmm. slash endurance training you fall under that
0: and then what we were talking about before in our previous episode no, no, you go ahead. Uh, we're we talking about
1: why do they have anaerobic here as as 156 beats per minute? Hardcore training. I think they mixed that up. I would you call find- that. I wouldn't call that. Yeah, anaerobic. What? Anaerobic is straight up just weight training.
0: I think what what maybe what they might mean by uh it's like maximum effort? No, no, no. Sometimes like I'm I'm thinking like happen. again, like when you're but you know, cause you can do weight training but not fall within the uh not fall within um you know yeah, the anaerobic zone. But but I I think it's like what we were talking about before, like if you really want to train for strength as well, it's like you you really have to enter the anaerobic stage because Again, that's where, you know, you get a really good pump and you get, you're combining a decent size rep load with a solid amount of weight.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's how essentially you get to be
1: this, you know, that's essentially how you build strength, right? Um, Yeah, I guess. Okay, it's not a mistake. I guess what that is, they're referring to like maximal effort, maximum effort stuff. Well, not sub-maximal effort stuff, like things like sprints um sprints um like three rep maxes one rep maxes uh if we're talking weight weight training Mm -hmm. and and then above that if your heart rate hits 176 beats per minute you you enter maximum effort yeah and that's i'm guessing that's like that's your 100 meter sprint that's your Mm -hmm. one rep max and in when you're squatting you're busting a that's lung, your essentially. Yeah, your your lungs are collapsing and shit. Yeah. But um, it's it's
0: important to train yeah. at that level especially and I mean because they have here yeah. is called something called VO2 max. For those of you who don't know, VO2 max is your maximum oxygen volume that's within your yeah. uh that's within your lungs. Now, again, it's it's sort of a losing battle. Uh, as you get older, because as you get older, of course, just like the general wear and tear of your body, your um, your blood vessels will constrict and there's going to be some buildups. It happens. But um, a VO2 max is a really good measurement to see your uh, your body's efficiency with regard mm-hmm. to um, to how good your circulation is, but also to how fit you are, because um Again, when you're you're exercising and you're getting your heart rate up, essentially you're forcing blood – like blood keeps pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping, right? Mm -hmm. It's pumping more than it usually would. Now, your body, like we said in the previous episode, adapts very, very quickly. So when you're training like that for a while – and you're and you notice that, you know, your your body notices that it's in a constant state of an elevated heart rate. Well, what's it going to do? It's not going to put more plaque in there. It's going to say, OK, no, I got to make sure that I keep these oh that I keep God. these blood vessels dilated enough. So that way, you know, because I don't know when's the next when's the next time that I'm going to have an elevated heart rate. So essentially, wow, you're, just um,
1: shovel some more plaque in there.
0: Yeah, no, the body's just like, okay, like, uh, Foreman, toss plaque in, uh, <laughs> in aorta, please. But, sir, that's going to completely uh, disrupt the project. <laughs> toss plaque. Pull up uh, on Osmosis Jones, style. Anyway, we're, we're getting, we're getting away from it all. But essentially, like, what we're talking about right now is endurance training. And endurance training can be broadly, um, can be broadly categorized that you're working at essentially, you know, seventy percent of your maximum heart rate. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's that's pretty fair. So, like, you're you're putting in a decent amount of
1: effort. Yeah, um, and I was wrong. So the way it works is like aerobic. Like if you're if you're doing cardio, anaerobic, you only ever sustain anaerobic level heart rate an anaerobic level heart rate for, you know, 30 seconds tops. And it's yeah, when any, you're anything doing, more than that is, is dangerous. Yeah. And it's when you're doing weight training, you know, you're doing a set of 12 bicep curls or something. Maybe not, maybe a larger muscle, maybe a bench press set of 12, set of 12.
0: Well, think about it. even, uh, even a rack pull or a, um, or a barbell roll yeah, or something like that. But I've,
1: I, I really like, I kind of think about it now. You know, I don't think a curl or tricep extension, a set of curls or set a set of tricep extensions has ever gotten me to a hundred and over over even a hundred beats per minute. Like,
0: well, bro, accessory work is is essentially a warm up. You either do that as a warm up or a cool down, right?
1: Yeah, I would call that. A, you know, it's just there's a there's a discrepancy there. You know the they call that hardcore training maybe maybe should that that should be i wouldn't call that hardcore training i'd call that just weight training and then the weight control one i'd call that instead of calling it fitness training i'd call it like light uh lightweight training you know what yeah, I mean?
0: absolutely because because there. again we, we were talking about maintenance mode uh, back in our um back in our previous episode as well. And you're going to notice this a lot, folks, we are going to revisit, uh, topics that we did discuss in previous episodes as well. Because again, with regards to fitness, everything, it's not necessarily a strict hierarchy. It's more so like a web. Everything is, everything has an effect on, on the other thing because your body is very complex. But again, yeah, I, I do agree with you. So like if you're in maintenance mode as well, you're not going to be pushing your, um, you're not going to be pushing your heart rate up too much because, again, your body's mm-hmm. already used to that weight. It's already used to running that distance for that amount of time. So essentially, you're you're just trying to if you're when you're satisfied for where you are, you're keeping it as is. So um, yeah, that's, right. that's the important yeah, thing
1: to note. the 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 labeling on that diagram is a little weird. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't wonder don't, who made it. Probably some I don't pleb. like maybe a plow or some sort of peasant, <laughs> some type of peasant. But uh, you know, like the fat burning thing, I, I see that everywhere. People saying things like, um, you know, uh, the stationary bike is such a great fat burning tool. No, that's no, not, not how really. it works. It's not the actual, it's not the yeah. exercise itself. Matter of fact, I've done uh, a couple of years ago, I did a cut without even doing any kind of cardio training.
0: You, know? you just, say, just you just say for a
1: calorie deficit, right? That's right. I was just I just restricted my calories enough so that at the end of the day I was in a deficit. Well, Um, I I think that's
0: that's the problem with it. That that's the problem with it is that you know if when people when when you hear the word cardio, most people think running, swimming. You're on the exercise bike. You're doing you know an aerobics class or something like that. Essentially, what what those exercises do, they're not. um, They're they're mostly not building any muscle, for the most part. Nope. Um, the thing is, is that once, when you do those types of exercises, you're essentially putting your body into a calorie deficit. So what that, let's say if you, um, you know, you're, you do, how ma- how many calories on average do you burn when you're, uh, when you're doing, you know, uh, when I'm on the bike, when you're on the
1: bike, 30 minutes. I can do thirty minutes, I could burn five to six hundred calories.
0: Okay, so let's call it five hundred. Nice easy, nice easy number. So let's sure. say your maximum caloric intake, so the amount of calories that you need to sustain your body's function is how much is it for men? Twenty five hundred to three thousand? Yeah,
1: probably something like yeah. that.
0: 2, well, let's say let's say let's say twenty five hundred, just to make it easy. So yep. once you've done that exercise on the bike, you've essentially burned 500 calories right off the bat and this is where a lot of people go wrong i mean i've had i've had i've had struggles with it as well but because like after you're done a cardio session you're starving because your body essentially is saying oh like we've used so much energy like we need to like you need to refuel you need to refuel because they had because they start Yeah, it had to go into your fat reserves, which are which as we said in our in the first episode of this series, is that those are the essentially the storage units for energy. So you're you're thinking they're like, man, I am starving. But here's the trick. The trick is to you have to stick to your if you're counting calories, you have to stick to it. You can't exceed it. Because yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, Izzy. There's times after I'm after I'm back from the gym, I need to eat everything in sight. Like I'm I'm actually starving. Like I think I'm yeah, gonna, I, I think I'm gonna die if I don't if I don't eat everything in my fridge. Yeah. But that's why meal prepping is also very important. So that way you just pull it out and you heat it up and then you eat it. And it's terrible because you don't you don't feel that it's enough. But if you've been eating in a calorie excess for so long, let's say you should be eating twenty five hundred calories, you've been eating four thousand. Yeah, it's tough because your body's used to having yeah. you know four thousand calories eaten every day. But uh, if you stick yeah. to it, if you stick to the plan, it will pay off for you because no, essentially that's really. that that's what cardio. Does for you. Not only does it condition the muscle, but by by putting your body into a caloric deficit, so that way your muscle isn't overloaded with all these fat cells. But it also, again, it helps to it gives you a head start. Necessarily saying so that way, you know, let's say if you know enough to eat to stay full is you know three thousand calories burn like do another do 30 minutes on the bike to burn 500 and there you go yeah you you've, you've exactly. reached your you've reached your um your what's it that's called the, your yeah. 2500 one your 2500 goal so it's yeah like the, that's
1: yeah that's the i think like the uh where people go wrong with this is they they just forget to trust the process and um they forget to trust themselves the, trust themselves, trust the process. And and the thing with cardio, you know, the reason why that 130 uh, to 130 beats per minute heart rate is so, so great is is because it's Mm. because it's, it's the one that you can maintain, you can sustain for 30 plus minutes, right? Because the higher, The harder your heart is working, the more calories you burn. Okay. Yeah. And you you know, the great thing about aerobic exercise is you can maintain a relatively elevated heart rate for a decent amount of time. We're talking 30, 30 minutes to maybe even two hours for some people. Yeah. Right. And that's why when they where they're talking about, anaerobic exercise when we mentioned sprints and stuff mm-hmm. yeah right even though people think that hit right hiit high uh high intensity interval training yeah people think that a lot of people do think that that burns more calories than what we call LIS, liss l i s s uh low intensity steady state which is the one that most people are aware of the one where you just mm-hmm. you're either going for a 30 minute run or you're going um, – you're on a stationary bike for 45 yeah. minutes, right? You're – Keeping a solid a pace. That's typical cardio. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And a lot of people think that the high-intensity interval training, you know, your sprints and stuff burn more calories. No, it's actually – I mean it really ends up being the same thing because for the sprints, you're only in that 150-plus beats per minute range for maybe – 20 seconds when you're doing the sprint because yeah. the way high intensity interval training works is you know you sprint for 30 seconds and then you rest for a minute sprint for 30 seconds rest for a minute and you only you can only really sustain that for like 15 minutes that back and forth yeah and so really it only ends up being the same thing what you save is so what, what what's happened here is for the hit um your save time mm-hmm. so if, if you do 15 minutes of sprints that's equivalent to you know that's roughly equivalent to like a 45 minute jog okay yeah so you've saved yourself half an hour and it's also but the trade off is sprints are higher effort it takes a little bit more willpower i think right yeah. to go do fucking sprints for 15 minutes i mean think about suicides yeah. and stuff oh, fuck um, i just hate doing those man <laughs> yeah. yeah whereas you know the the uh, jog the 45 minute jog is more time consuming, but it's lower, lower effort. So, you know, there's a trade off there. And at the end of the day, it really is about having knowing your caloric goals. So if you're, if your maintenance, like you said, is 2,500 calories, your maintenance calories. are so in order, in order for you to maintain your body weight in order for you to wake up the next day, weighing the same, same as you did the previous day is Consuming um twenty five hundred. Twenty 2500 calories. Then and if you, so if if your goal is to lose weight, then you need to make sure that you consume that twenty five hundred calories and you do five hundred calories worth of cardio. Okay, so that you so that once you go to bed you're in a five hundred calorie deficit.
0: Yeah, so that way you're gonna you're be got, losing you're gonna be losing a little.
1: Yeah, that's why you yeah, and you'll yeah, exactly. You'll wake up a little lighter. You will have lost a few grams of body weight.
0: I want to go back to what you said. Like, I mean, I I really agree with your um with your, you know, definition between you know hit and list. Um, and there are some hit purists, but there's also a lot of steady state purists as well. Yeah. Um, I tend to side a little bit more with the hit people, essentially because. With when you're going low intensity steady state, like we mentioned in our previous episode, your body gets used to it really, 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 really fast.
2: It's
1: true. Yeah. So,
0: like, and I mean, you see these people, God love them. They they go to a class or they um or they walk on the treadmill. Which at the beginning, when they were doing it, it was a little, it was still steady state, but it was sort of tough for them, and they were seeing results. Yeah. But then they they never challenged themselves. A little bit, like you know, more. So they they plateaued, and they've just sort of stayed at that plateau. Sure. Or if anything, they've their body's gotten so used to it that they've ended up gaining more. Um, yeah. Same thing with uh, with hit. Right now with hit, it's a little bit different. It takes your body a little bit longer to adjust because again, you know, th- there's a little bit more variety in what you can do for hit. So you can do sled pushes, sled pulls. You can do a kettlebell workout with it. You can do uh, suicides, like you said. Um, you can do bike sprints, uh, you, like there's a ver- parachute sprints you know as well. You, there's a variety of things that you can do with um, with regards to hit. But the thing is, is that yeah. if you if you exclusively do hit, your body's still going to adjust to it. So yeah. you know what I like uh, to do. That's why it's important to mix it up. You know, yeah. go, start I, off I like steady to, day, um, and then do some hit, and then
1: steady state again. Those the mix up the mixing it up is good, especially for people who get bored and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know what I like to do? I like to treat, and this is my little trick. This you like little to treat trick your body play. Share with my clients. <laughs> just trick the body, no. Um, was I, I would treat my cardio whether it be list or hit, just like I did my weight training exercises. And here I'll explain. Yeah, please do. So it. let's say I was doing. Let's say I was doing um, bliss. So on, on the stationary bike. Okay. Yeah. And I, um, I was doing 40 minutes at an 80 RPM pace. Okay. 80 revolutions per minute.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, at a resistance at a pedal resistance of it's called it level eight. Every bike is different. So it doesn't matter. Okay. So I'll do that for like two weeks. Okay, 40 minutes, 80 RPM pace at a level eight resistance. Mm.
2: Okay,
1: that's the pedaling resistance. What you do is, so at that point, it, it's, it's so easy to progress and it's so easy to, it's just so easy to pre- progress without having to ch- completely change exercises because you have three variables that you can play with. You yeah. have, and in fact, you have more than that. Um, but these, you have the three here, you have time spent on the bike. Yep. I don't like to, I don't really like to play with that one just cause time is the better things I could be doing my time. Yeah, 40 minutes course. is enough. Yeah. Uh, you have pedal resistance and then you have your pace. Okay. So I would either play with my pace or my pedal resistance. So I'll do two, two weeks of level eight and then, and two, uh, after two weeks, I'll bump that up to a level nine. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, but, but I'll maintain the same pace and I'll, and same length. Okay. And just like that, I've prevented my body from adapting. Yeah. And so, you know, I've prevented my body from becoming more efficient and thus burning less calories by doing the same thing
0: yeah that's because that's, a, that's a good point harder. that you bring up i love the fact that you brought that up because again when your body's efficient and when we talk about efficiency folks like obviously you may, you may be under the the presumption that when we talk about efficiency we're talking okay yeah it's a fat burning machine no that's not necessarily that's what we like to think of it as uh as efficiency but what your body when your body is naturally efficient in the true in the purest sense of the of the word or of the term rather um it means it's consuming the least amount of calories as possible. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's what efficiency for your body truly means. We like the and the whole point of exercise, let's say it doesn't if it's not for strength training or something else, but let's say if you want to just lose weight or or something like that, it's to trick your body into thinking that it's more efficient to operate on less calories or less, um, you know, or, or more exercise, more movement than it's already been used to. Your body is very, very (laughs) resistant. um, And it will always take the easy way out. So you always have one thing working against you. Um, But the thing about it is, is that you can successfully trick it into constantly striving For it to be because again it's you know You can trick it into being into a state Of constantly being On its toes of constantly Being you know Oh like ah, You know biting nails ah, I don't know What's going to happen next like what's uh, What are they going to do to me next like uh, Okay maybe maybe I should get ready for some Steady state oh the bike okay yeah it's Probably going to be some steady state and then You just hit it with immediate You know like hill sprints and stuff like that, and your body's gonna be, like Arnold says, your your quads are gonna be screaming at you, and they're <laughs> gonna, and they essentially because they're gonna be shaking, it's gonna be ripping, and they're gonna say like, ah, like that's your body's way of saying, what the fuck are you doing to me? And like yeah, I came yeah, yeah. in, re- I came in hot and ready for this one exercise that we've been doing for the past two weeks that was just getting used to it and now you've gone and taken me behind the shed and fucked me That's right. and just, done just had your way with me unspeakable things to your body. But the thing is your body is going to really appreciate it because again, once you, once you put in that work, once you conditioned your body to operate in that way, your body becomes not only more efficient in that the, in, in the sense that you need to take in less calories than before, yeah but it will be stronger it'll be faster and it and it will last for longer mm-hmm. so think if you want to think about it as a car think about it as you know you're putting you know for older cars they always say put in the the more expensive gas because it's not as because it you know it, it works better for um don't put in the 87 put in the 94.' Yeah. like uh, or or sorry the 93 or whatever it is. And you're like okay yeah fine sure but you know as as it goes down and you keep training then you can actually afford to start putting in you know the 87 because your Straight body is, is that efficient that it'll say so like nah, like I can literally handle anything that you that you throw at me it's going to hurt yeah. But your body eventually will say like, yeah, you know what? No, I can handle it. And I'm not going to, you know, completely shut down and have a lactic acid build up and, yeah. you know, That's force also you to another recover for thing. two days. You know what I mean?
1: That's another important thing is not to go, you know, all out out of nowhere, you know, because, yeah. Very dangerous. I just wanted to throw this in there is, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to get technical on the people here. But so what are you trying to do then? I'm not trying to get technical on the people, but what I'm, you know, are you going to try to get political? It's, it's. I'm trying. To, you know, we you, you know, we never try. To we're get political. we're never political. Shouts out when we never. The never. <laughs> anyway, so I think people. I think this is not spoken about enough, and it's just the concept of the variables, you okay? your training variables. And I know the people. You know, some people are probably going to be listening, and they'll think, "Oh." Shut the fuck up! I just want to gain. I just want to build some muscle and lose weight. And leave me alone. What are you talk? What are you talking about? Why? Why all these terms? Look, give me my twenty, my twenty theory.
0: pound strength gain every month, and don't shit Looks. on my head.
1: For real. Um, but training variables, it, it's it's quite a simple concept. You just need to be aware of what you can control. In terms of your exercises. And your exercises include weight training, your, you know, your bench press, et cetera, but Mm -hmm. also your cardio exercise. Okay. And so here's the thing: a lot of people think that let's go back to last episode, referring back to last episode again. We we spoke about progressive overload. Okay. Progressive overload. And we spoke about how you know before people are so quick to change up exercises every workout or whenever they feel like they're remote whenever they feel like they've hit a plateau they just straight up they just they just change they just throw away out of their whole routine and fuck it let's do we're doing today we're doing fucking sit-ups instead of crunches no like here's the thing same thing applies in terms of the cardio no you look at the numbers you, you look at what you can control here which are if you're doing weight training, it's the weight on the bar, it's the amount of reps, it's the amount of sets, right? There's a lot of things that you can do that you can progress on, workout to workout. And and the same applies, I think, for your cardio exercises. If you're hopping on the bike, you feel like your body's getting uh, getting kind of used to it, as I say, quote, unquote, used to it, okay? And, and if you feel that way, it's probably... It's probably the case. Your probably your body is getting used to it, and that's not that's not great because if you're counting your calories, um, then you're probably not burning as many calories doing that exercise as you were when, when you started on, on started doing that cardio exercise. So yeah. instead of instead of just throwing that exercise away and jumping to like the rowing machine for your cardio, you could up up the resistance on the bike. Okay, yeah. up the pace, pedal a little faster. So maintain, any stationary bike will have your pace, your RPMs live. It'll show your RPMs live. Try to maintain an, an 85 RPM for 30 minutes or however RPMs long live. you do your cardio. <laughs> try, to maintain them for, try to maintain 85 instead of 80. I guarantee your body, it's tough. Um, you're going to feel that. And you know, once you're, once you're, once you're mentally bored of that, you know, this is the way I, I, this is just a, all that was technical. In yeah. fact, what I'm about to say is just personal opinion. I think that you should only ever switch exercises once you're mentally and like emotionally bored of that exercise, because you need it. Naturally, I'm not yeah. saying you need to enjoy it. I don't, th- I'm not saying you need to enjoy it, but I, I, I don't think you can't hate it either. You can't just. You can't show up. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't particularly. But but let's be honest team, here. Is there any
0: exercise that you categorically hate?
1: Well, if you do it for long enough, I mean, I've experienced this. If you do it for long enough, you end up just disliking it.
0: Like, well, like what? Like give me an example.
2: Hit
1: your boy. Well, with I, I did. Okay, I'll hit you with an example. In hitting 2017, I did hitting you with one, hitting you with one live, <laughs> broadcasting it live. Broadcasting it live. We're at the um, Arts and Culture Center live. Live? Anyway, inside joke. Um, so in 2017, actually I did a cut. You did a cut. For real. I did a mini, uh, I did a bit of a cut. Okay. I did a, okay. uh, actually, I did a recomp. I did a recomp. Um, and again, getting technical on you people, but um, should I even explain what a recomp is? A recomp is just a little the bit, only bro, way for the people. Just a it's it's the only way of gaining muscle and losing fat simultaneously. That's what they call it, recomposition. Okay. Yeah, you're
0: essentially really becoming slow, an alchemist to your body.
1: Sure. You're. Pronounced It's sure. a very slow process. Pronounced sure. My apologies. It's a very slow process. Naturally. Right? Um, but I I quite enjoy it, and I, I'm still recomping to this day just not as intensely. Um, But I enjoy it because I don't have to count calories. I just eat. So I'm satiated and I know that I'm just slowly gaining muscle and also losing fat over time. You know, Uh, a more efficient way of doing things would be to go going into what they call gaining phases, gaining and deficit cycles. Okay. So, well, yeah, where you 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 bulk and cut essentially. Bulking cut. Yeah. I just didn't want to use those words, but those are the words um, you go, you know, you're like, you're in a caloric surplus for three months. Yeah. Training intensely. And then you go on a caloric deficit for three months after mm-hmm. that. And then repeat the cycle. That's the most efficient way of doing, of, of building muscle and keeping and staying lean as, yeah. as well. But so what I did in lean 2017 like a chicken breast. I- Okay, goddamn chicken breast, dude. Peeled, diced to the socks,
0: julienne. Like I Out said, more shredded than a julienne salad. Juju. Juju on that beat. Juju on that beat.
1: Oh, that's an oldie.
0: Okay. Yeah, hey, Juju. Twenty
1: seventeen. I, I did a. I did an intense recomp. Okay, let's well, like, hit know. me with know. the
0: play. Come on, you're 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 it, dancing around the point. Shut up, bitch.
1: Um, it should dude, have been you, a- fucking
0: pleb. Say that one more time, you little fucking slut! Shut up, bitch! Wow, you fucking fag! Now, listen, let's go.
1: Do you want to hear the recomp story or not? Well, can you fucking get to it? That was a side note. Okay, I had to tell the I had to hit the people with the side note. They need oh uh, I, can't, I can't be using. I can't be. Jesus Christ! What are you top. trying to
0: get? Are you trying to like get to Beijing on foot? Like, let's go.
1: I'll crawl to Beijing if I want to, fag. All right, whatever, bitch. Keep going. <laughs> You love it, okay? Um, so, okay, I. I, I want to take 17. a little side
0: note, not to cut you off. I apologize to the sure. dear viewers. We've we've kept our decorum for so long, for eleven, for for ten full episodes, but you finally seen the real us. Take it how you our want it. If you want to take it, but we like clubs where all the women work and naked. Please continue. <laughs>
1: That's good. Um, <laughs> I recomped in twenty seventeen. Okay, mm-hmm. and I did so from January all the way to December, twelve months. And so I, that entire time, I was committed to doing an hour of weight training. I was doing upper lower routine. Yeah, heavy, eight to six, uh, six to eight reps. Mm. Um, uh, and followed by this is four four to five times a week and every single workout was followed by 45 minutes of cardio on the stationary bike okay solid and I did that for a year 12 months straight and by by month like 10 or 11 I was so done with the stationary bike uh. I I remember I remember just genuinely... Dreading the end of my weight training, of my resistance training, of the resistance resistance training portion of my workout, because I knew that that stupid bike was waiting for me, and and so I ended up. Um, what that that led to me basically dropping cardio for like a year,
2: hmm.
1: and uh, it just made me hate cardio because <laughs> exercise naturally you're you're to, doing
0: like, it all the time. It's like Conan the Barbarian pushing the grain wheel you you hate that's it. right it's
1: exactly that mm. but i just look this is what happened i stuck to that exercise for way too long okay i'm surprised and you didn't switch it own, up i, I should have yeah but i i would have switched it up had i had i done so you know once i was sick once i had started getting sick of it maybe six months in yeah. not even just three months Dude, in, I, I would have said up, like, but,
0: like man eight weeks in switch it up yeah maybe
1: Maybe yeah, maybe that's what I should have done, but um but like anyway, so that made me I stuck I stuck with it for way too long, so that had me hating cardio altogether, okay, and so I ended up dropping cardio for like a year mm. and um, but yeah that's that's the that's my that's my hating
0: cardio story yeah, well, I mean, listen, I hate cardio just to begin with. I mean, we're not made to run anymore everyone everyone i did evolutionary biology in school everyone's saying okay our bipedalism means for those of you who don't know bipedalism is the fact that we stand on two legs instead of four like uh like a bunch of other knuckle draggers um but uh i'm talking about gorillas in case anyone is, in case anyone wants to you know make some connections that aren't there um so, but essentially they're saying, oh, yeah, well, it's great for locomotion. I'm like, okay, wait, hold up. Then how come the fastest animal on the fucking planet is on four legs? So, wrecked immediately. They didn't have an answer. <laughs> um, and I said, again, you like you? You really need to consider. It's like, and the, the, but the, here's what they hit me with. They're like, oh, we're not built for speed. Um, no, 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 no. Like, we're built for endurance because we had to track our prey. I'm like, okay. Fair enough, because I mean, if you look at an ostrich as well, an ostrich only has two legs, they're fairly fast, but again, you look at you look at the os- an ostrich's legs the like the locomotive capacity on an ostrich leg is phenomenal. like they're like they're equivalent to our thigh.
2: yeah,
0: is f- wow phenomenally developed. Ours isn't. And the thing is, are if you look at all the animals that are super fast, their heads are very small. Our heads are essentially too big to be aerodynamic, right? Which is why you mm-hmm. know great feats of running are, are done anyway. The point that I'm trying to make, and not to not to take up too much time like you did with your story, um, wow. is the is the shut up bitch. <laughs> is that, um, is the is the fact that again like we like running in and of itself let's talk about how terrible it is you remember mr ross our um our chemistry teacher
1: this I guy do.
0: this guy was was a runner he ran every morning he loved it uh but this guy actually had to get cartilage injections into his hip and into right. his knees because when you run too, too much yeah it, and when you get shin splints but like if you run too much you actually eat away at the cartilage and once all that's eroded bone True. is grinding on bone it's terrible which is why you shouldn't be running to begin with swimming on the other hand i think is a fantastic form of cardio yes. um except you have to be very careful about that because it can lead to shoulder problems essentially the point you're trying to make is that, is that anything in excess is bad so if if i were you and I mean, of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Ha <laughs> ha, we're in twenty twenty. Lens crafters, make that make that in your ads. Right. Um right. yeah, well, I'm a one man marketing station. Get at me. I'll let sure. you boy.
1: Absolutely. Anyway, the point that sure. I'm trying
0: to make is that, you know, let's say you do the stationary bike for uh, for eight weeks. Right? Or let's let's even say three months you have the willpower. Switch it it's up. Just tie and Ari. Switch it up. Go for a run. Yeah. And then after three months, you'll get sick of it yeah, right. because naturally, like, I mean, the, even the runners, even the people who run, they're like, oh, my God, I love to run. They don't actually love running. Um, it's go, uh, go! They love swim. the feeling afterwards. They love that endorphin. And the endorphin rush, though, after, after a good cardio they, session, I will say this. I hate thing, cardio, yeah. but the endorphin rush after it, it's like you feel like that's you've actually accomplished something. Like you've actually accomplished For something. Real. You feel that you are... Like it, it is such a high that I can't even describe it, and I mean, you know, I'm speaking freely here. I've taken a lot of drugs, um, but I mean, as short as it is, that endorphin rush after after you're done a really good cardio session, it is potent. If someone made that into a pill, trust me, it would it'd be selling like hotcakes. Cocaine wouldn't even be a thing. No, I'm serious, because it, because again, and and again, we uh, we we have to consider. Why is it that you know? Let's let's dovetail into cardio fanatics because I think we we sort of touched on you know strength training fanatics for a little bit uh, in our previous episode, but like cardio fanatics as well. Again, like a lot of people who exercise, for lack of a better word, to excess, um, they have a image problem. They have a form of body dysmorphia. They think they may be either too fat or not. Big enough, um, not to here's mention. here's the thing.
1: I, l- let me just throw something. In. No, 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 no. Yep.
0: what are you gonna throw in? Play shut me. up, bitch. No, cause cause you like know what? Facts, I like shut up. this
1: topic. Come on, let's go. I, I like the topic you just brought up. You know, I commend you on that. All right, well, let's
0: then let's
1: this. go. Here's the thing, okay? What is it? People that shut up, bitch. quote unquote, over exercise, um, for them, it's a chore. Okay, for them it's a chore, and they have an unhealthy relationship with exercise. But for some people, like myself, it's like brushing your teeth; it's second nature. It's a it's would, would a you habit. say
0: that bodybuilders are
1: fall into your first category? Yep, most of them do. You know, you know who doesn't? You know who falls into the. Um, Oh no, like I'm over exercising you know, it's messing with my mental health and my emotional well-being. It's it's that's for people who hmm. here's their here's their life situation. They um they diet very poorly. Um that's so probably. I'm talking I'm talking 1500 calorie deficit uh, caloric deficits, okay? Yep. That's mistake number 1. That'll that'll destroy you. Um, emotionally and mentally alone. Okay. Yeah. And wrecked. So we'll going, <laughs> but, in, and then when they go into the gym, instead of practicing moderation, instead of going in there, understanding that, you know, every workout is one tiny, tiny, tiny step forward, they want to go in and make that workout not make that workout count but they want that one workout to lead to change.
0: Well, because that's that's also okay. there. The, I love how you brought that up because that sort of gets into what I'm what I'm kind of talking about. Because again, yeah. I love the fact that you brought up that there are these two kinds of people. Uh, there's a, there are the one people that that have a, that have an actual problem and they treat it like a chore. They may say it's a lifestyle all they want, but I, I tend to notice that that characterization usually tends to fall towards not being sexist here, but uh, towards women bodybuilders. Uh, more so, sure, yeah. more so than men bodybuilders. Men bodybuilders, you'll say, like, yo, it's a lifestyle. Like they, and they're just chill about it. I but, mean, they show off. The at thing 6 with them is that they, they, get their they always, done. they always, they're chasing the fact that they're they're never big enough. Which is, which again, is there's like you know, there's people who think that they're not. Thin enough, and there's people who think they aren't big enough. Which is, which yeah. again, like there are both sides of the same coin. It's terrible, but I do like the like what you brought up. The other people who, like you said, it's like brushing their teeth. Um, there are some people again that I that I've spoken to. I would even consider myself one of these people as well. Like when I work out, that's time. That's time for me. That's m- that's me yeah. time. That's time where I can just completely forget about everything else. Drain, drone everything out. Nothing else matters in that hour and a half except me. And that is such a beautiful feeling. It's a feeling it that, you know, again, like you said, you could, again, not making it count, but the session goes towards change. And it might not, it That's doesn't right. always have to be a physical change. Maybe it's a mental change. Like, yeah, like, you know, maybe
1: absolutely. Maybe
0: that session you didn't hit your one rep max, <clears throat> but your mind is clear now. You're like, okay, yeah. ooh. I can I can take a breather and I can relax. I can go back it's to the just, office knowing that you know everything's secure and I'm fine. It, it, it's a way. It's almost a way of therapy. Yeah, like, that's right. I'm you know why? And,
1: and and I think I think that you know the best the best therapy. I, I like that you brought up the word therapy here because I think, in my personal opinion, the best form of therapy is having something that you that that you can progress. Mm. Uh, that you can progress in something that, that allows you to work towards a goal. Okay. Because, and it's a lot of, honestly, okay, this is a touchy subject here, but again, you know, as you guys know, we keep saying this, we're not political, saying that like, Oh, we're not political, but yeah, it's bullshit. Okay. You know, it's bullshit. (laughs) Listen up. Shut up. Um, At the end of the day, a lot of these people are depressed and, you know, some of you will get mad at this. A lot of these people are depressed purely because they don't have, they don't, they do nothing all day. Okay, they might. Yeah, go, they not have a job. Yeah, they that's might not have political a job. at they all. Have, not political at all. You're right. But, anyways, it's it's still sensitive for for these people.
0: Yeah, for some people, and I, I will I will agree. Yeah, because they don't they don't like to have their own um they don't like to have their own inadequacies thrown in their face. Of course, they'd rather just right. coast through <laughs> it and, and like and they are the truest people not to cut you off, but it, in the sense of. You know, they're they're the type of people who are like, if I don't see it, it's not there.
1: They act right. essentially and they don't like, want to be not. told. They don't. They get offended when you tell them. Anyways, like that's a thing. I, I think that the vast majority. Okay, I think that the vast majority of depression cases of depression are caused by lack of hobbies, lack of ambition. Mm-hmm lack of passion mm. it could even be it could be something simple it could be like collecting stamps you know but I talk to these people half of the people I talk to what do you enjoy doing what are, what's uh what were your highlights from last week watching what you any life, any yeah watching out what, what any life highlights of late anything coming up yeah. oh, no I just I just gotta work in, you know oh there's this new show on Netflix that you're watching what the what the fuck up. Yeah, shut up, bitch. And then, and, you, and, then, and then you complain. And then you complain that you're depressed. Of course you're depressed. Because
0: you're, you're doing, doing nothing of substance. Pay. You're doing nothing yeah, of substance.
1: And that, and no, that's, let's,
0: let's, let's do something substantive. That, that's the problem with our society right now. And again, like this is, you know, again – Quote unquote, we're not political. This is where, this is where, this is where, no, no, no. This is where we get to the segment where we're going to talk about moral cardio, is in the sense that you were, you were going to be <clears throat> confronted with situations in your lives. And I think that this coronavirus is a perfect example to talk about this. You know, we have governments that are, that are locking us down. We have, you know, these massive restrictions in place that aren't natural for us and yet people are just walking around like hindu cows saying yeah you know we're going to listen we're going to do this we're going to do that i'm not saying be disobedient but i'm saying stake out a place for yourself because this is and again this is where the moral cardio goes in you know like know thyself as aristotle says you have to continuously strive like life essentially is a massive cardio session you're constantly pushing the limits you're constantly trying you're to right. train to to break ceilings. And everyone talks about this whole, oh, there's a glass ceiling for this group and for that group mm-hmm. and then for, for everyone else. No, you know what's great about a glass <clears throat> ceiling? Glass can be broken. Right? Yeah. So smash through sure. it. The fact, the reason, the reason of the matter is, is that you're not, the reason why you're not smashing through it is because either one, you doubt yourself or two, you're not strong enough. Now the second one very easy to fix. You meet through a if you meet a pane of glass that you can't shatter, train, 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 and then you smash the next two. The first one, if you doubt yourself, you're you're done right there. Like you can't be doubting yourself when it come when it comes to situations like these, and dovetailing and actually rather building on your point, saying like people are doing nothing of substance. It's almost as if this whole situation that's going on in the world has given them license to just drop everything, to drop their and training. continue
1: and do more or nothing. Yeah, do more to do more nothing. Or
0: nothing. They're going to drop their they're going to drop their workouts. They're going to drop uh, you know their uh, you know their financial cardio, which is making money, making their money work for them. They're going to drop yep. their moral cardio and essentially just be like oh yeah let me just become this slob that you know degenerates in front of the television dude like when the television first started coming out what what is it that they were saying don't watch too much of it it's going to rot your brain now we have an entire we have three generations gen Z, well gen Z, the millennials and gen x who have been weaned on television and look at the world now we have we we are surrounded by chronic underachievement and that is this. contagious
1: and it's wrong. Netflix Netflix is poison. Netflix is they make the re- They're making a lot of money, but let me let me say this. I, I think that Netflix I think that I think that it's we really underestimate how We really underestimate the negative impact that Netflix is having Mm. on mainly the millennial generation. It's almost as bad as social media. I would say I would equate it with social media. Almost, I would equate it actually with social media. It's just different, um, uh, different impact. Well, I think what Netflix has done is it. it, So what's what's the most valuable currency? It's time, right? And Netflix, true. Netflix is robbing people. So and, and and they they don't even notice it. That's what's crazy, right? Hours, hours every day. By the end of the year, thousands of hours robbed. Right? Where that they'll never get you. You never get those back ever. Yeah. It's not like it's not like you could uh, pause the game, restart. No. 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 But these people, right? they're okay with having their most valuable currency robbed. I'm okay with like – okay, every now and then you want to get together with the boys or with the girls or whatever and watch some cool movie. Sure. Even take a day Um, for
0: yourself where you do it. I mean like I've I've done it – I I did it just yesterday. I watched all three Matrix movies because I wanted to. And I was like, okay, that's great. Whoa, I feel like a little weird. And now, and what did I do today? I fucking went out and I did my shit, and I, I did all of that. You can't, you can't let a kid consume you. But I love the fact that you brought up that the most valuable currency is time, because I think this builds on to a to a really good point. Um, I read. I read a news article. I think it was by the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, uh, CBC for those neophytes of, yeah. uh, uh, who are in broadcasting, or those of you who are listening to us uh, because you probably don't know its real name. I'm not trying to this try on you. Yeah, you know, that, that's another right. word. That's another word. Right. Um, but, but the thing is, is that they came out with an article <clears> and they were saying, OK, like back in the day, you know, 40 years ago, the measure of success was how much free time you had now a measure of success is how busy you are because like you said time is a currency so if someone so what is it to, like i challenge you guys the viewers whenever you're talking with someone hey how are you doing oh man you know i worked and then i you know i worked out and then you know i did i took my kids to this and then i volunteered at that no 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 you all know, you notice how people want to flex about how much stuff they're doing sure that's a problem it's just like no, no 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 like okay like why are you intentionally putting that much stuff on your plate? What we're arguing is a balance I think I can speak for you too, Izzy when I say this. you you're want right. to make sure like like your job, your workouts, and your family time that shouldn't even be factored into the discussion like that that that's just a given of like what yeah. you're doing with your time. What we want to know is, okay, like what are you doing? okay, yeah, you know I um you know, I learned this new programming language. Oh, very cool which one do you know oh i know c plus plus man i just learned r myself or another thing man i read this really cool book it's called uh i'm not trying to plug penguin books here but uh, i read uh (laughs) i read deofikis uh by cicero oh wow really really cool why'd you read that that's a very old book and then the conversation starts we've we've
1: that's what
0: I'm talking about. Like we, like we don't have proper conversations anymore. All of our conversations yeah. now revolve around, oh my god, like what? Oh, what did you have for brunch? Ooh, a tuna eggs Benny. Merch. <laughs> like get out of here. Like no one cares. No one cares about that. For real. And that's and that's the reason why we're doing this podcast. That's the reason we want to spark conversation. Yeah, sure. We want to know how a gas mask works. Okay, like why the hell do we need a gas mask in the first place? Like these are like we want to get people thinking about questions. We want to get people healthy again, yeah. not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, morally, financially. And again, yeah. like the like the whole point of this is is that we want to me- we want to ensure that going forward our world is going to be secure ultimately because it's yeah. not going to happen in a boardroom in the United Nations. It's going to happen in living rooms. It's going to happen in your bedroom. It's going to happen at your classroom during recess. That's where the future is decided. Don't let these people miles away decide things for you. You got to take your life back. You have to take what is yours and what is more important than your money? What is more important than your family? What is more important than your country? Your morals? What's more important than your time? For real. What is more important than your time? Izzy, do you have anything to rebut? What's more important than time?
1: Nothing. And let, let me say this. You brought up you brought up what I what they call hustle culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. And keep hustling. You know, I that's and it's important that we clear up that, that's not what we're talking about. You already cleared it up, but I want to emphasize it. Yeah, yeah. Right? We're not we're not we're not um we're not preaching
0: go be a worker bee. We're not we're not preaching that
1: at all. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not telling you go bust your ass twenty four hours a day. That's not what life's about either. Okay. Um and and that 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 has its community. That that also has a community that I hate.
0: Oh my God! Yes, the Ty Lopezes of the world.
1: That's right. Your Gary Vee's people. Um, I I really dislike those people because what they're doing is they're they're also just like Netflix, robbing people of their precious time. Okay. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's not what life's about. Life's not about. Uh, because, uh, they say. Um, You should never, being a perfectionist is bad. And the reason, the reason why being a perfectionist is bad is because it robs you of your time. And here's why. Okay. At the end of the day, once you're getting something done, whether it be a project or something, I don't know, something work related or Mm. even just your hobby, it doesn't matter. That 90%, 90% of that project, you have 90% and then you have that 10%. Yeah that'll make it perfect. People get that 90% done very quickly. And then they spend most of their time on that remaining 10% trying to get it perfect. And studies have shown that that remaining 10%, the impact that it has is extremely low. Okay. Yeah. And what these hustle culture people are, are, are doing is they're, they're, saying that they're basically saying that you, you need to work as long and as hard as you can. Okay. Keep grinding. At the end of the day, keep grinding, keep hustling as they say, but at the end of the day, that extra, you know, four hours that you put in that day, um, Sorry to break it to you, but it had very little extra impact.
0: I love how you um, brought that up because, because again, yeah. like there, it's another, these hustle culture people, again, that's that's another version of the United Nations telling everyone what to do. Because people, the reason why people gravitate towards that, they're like, oh, wow, I'll just listen to Ty Lopez or Grant Cardone and I'll just follow what they do. And you know what really, uh, and, and I'll be okay. And that's, and that's, you're not going to be okay. You know, no. you know what really gets me, Izzy, bro? is the fact that huh. these people who are wasting their time being dependent on other people, like how many, how many potential Mozarts have we lost? How many potential, uh, you know, yes. good how good many coffee. people, how many potential Shakespeare's, how many potential Dag Hammarskjölds, how many, how many be pe- how many potentially life change, like world changing people have we lost? Not only to hustle culture, but just to this general consensus of, dependency and this hindu cow mentality where we blindly follow routines that we're supposed to do but not only that but we take too much on our plate yeah of stuff that ultimately doesn't matter yep like how many have we lost i don't want to know the figures and i hope that you and the audience aren't one of those because, again, I'm not I'm not saying that everyone can be a Shakespeare. I'm not saying that everyone can be a Donald Trump. I'm not saying that en- anyone can be, you know, a Benjamin Franklin type or, you know, a Louis Riel or a, um, you know, a fucking poor Downey or whoever. But all, yep. all I'm trying to say is, is that, like, you know, again, you have to max out your potential in every single Every single way that you do, that's the hustle culture. Don't just don't just, you know, like what they what they're giving you like, oh, yeah, you got to read this book and then you have to pay two hundred dollars for this course. And then, uh, you know, keep giving me direct deposit of five hundred dollars and I'll give you a thousand back. It's a scam. It's a scam. You need to really have, you know, have enough but to, like not not, not potential is the wrong word. You have to have enough perspective, because that's the one. That's the other thing that I wanted to mention about hustle culture. Because people become so myopic about one specific thing. That's what I don't like about hustle culture. It's myopic. It's short sighted. It's too detail oriented. On this one thing, it's like you got to keep hustling, you got to keep grinding, you got to keep yeah. just working, 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 and that doesn't work. The old conservative thing, like pull, like if you, as long as you work super, super hard, you're gonna get rich. That's that doesn't always happen. Like Izzy, you yeah. said the ninety percent. That's what matters. It, think of it as building a house. That ninety percent being the foundation. If you really want to change something, like no one cares about a novel coat of paint on a house that is next to three other ones that look exactly like it minus the color. Yeah. Something that's really groundbreaking is in the foundation. So if you really want to put your perfectionist spin on it, you want to create something unique. It happens in that 90%. It happens in the value yeah. proposition. It happens in the vision statement. It happens where, you know, instead of maybe building it on, you know, a raised uh, a raised concrete or brick uh, foundation, <laughs> people actually dig a basement and pour it out of concrete. That's how that's how most houses here are built now. But that's also that was revolutionary for the time. People saying like, "Oh, Absolutely. shit! Wow! Like that's a great example." But I mean, but I mean again, and I uh, the reason why I give that example is because I built houses for you know for three summers. But uh, yeah, again, yeah, it's I just find it completely stupefying. How and uh, and how people just uh, will allow themselves to be corralled like cattle. And you know, you know and what, I've not have any you know what, I've noticed.
1: What, what have you noticed, Blair? Uh, I've noticed, I've noticed that a lot of these people, uh, a lot of the people that follow, uh, your Ty Lopez, it's Ty or Tal, Ty, right? Ty t-a-i okay yeah my old boss used to be follow- a
0: very big Ty lopez fan
1: yeah so he was thing them, right it. a lot of a lot of these people a lot of these people that follow and, and and when i say these people i'm not trying to be mean because what we're trying to do here is enlighten yeah we're trying to improve um, yeah self-improve so uh self-improve and you know for somebody anybody else that takes something away and it helps them great yeah uh but um these people that follow the hustle culture—people, your Ty Lopez, your Gary V, and company—yeah. And you know, they—they they all do have good things to say, okay. And what they say is great. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, the people that follow them just freeze up, okay. And the vast majority mm. of—I'm sure that Gary Vee, for example, has millions of followers on Instagram, okay. Yeah, no doubt. I—I I would say that 99.9% of those followers are not successful, not only not successful, but never took action. Okay. And I'll tell you why I'll tell you, well, this is my personal opinion as to okay, why. Go for okay. it. Tell me, play I I think that in everything, in every domain, you need to seek specificity, specialization, you need to seek actionable advice. Okay. Yeah. And what these people are providing is super high level, uh, vague is fuck advice like work hard okay what if i'm um what if i'm trying to get into writing okay i'm yeah. trying to get into writing That's and example, i follow yeah. gary i try i follow gary v or Ty lopez in order to you know muster up the courage and motivation and and to build up my right my copywriting business or, or whatever okay they're not providing me as a copy as a aspiring copywriter with any kind of useful or actionable or immediately implementable advice to become a better copywriter or start my copywriting. business. Well, because they're not copywriters whatever. to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. What, what you should, what these people, what you should be doing, honestly, is you know, dig a little deeper. Try to find, try to find somebody who made it in the copywriting space as mm-hmm. a freelancer or whatever, or like, if, if, that's why I, I truly believe that the majority they're following people the Gary V's and etc they never take action they freeze up because they see all this they see all their all these quotes oh blood sweat and tears etc but they never yeah. uh, they, they, they can never take action because they don't know where to start because but, because the yeah. adv- advice is so vague.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, I love how you brought up quotes because we live in quote culture right now, as I like to call it. We live in a culture of quotes where, you know, you can post something where you can post an inspirational quote. And it's like, oh, yeah, like I posted an inspirational quote and uh, that's going to motivate me to do better. Like there's even there's whole websites. uh, There's whole there's whole apps actually that you can get on your uh, on your computer that uh you know you'll wake up as soon as you open your computer it's like okay today is monday june 22nd here's an inspirational quote you got this today it's almost like people need like and but you know you know what's ironic that app was developed by people who actually who said fuck that quote i'm actually gonna go out and do it fuck just reading it yeah I'm actually going to go true. out and do it, and Execution. like like that, like you actually go out and execute. And I mean, like, listen, we'll be the first ones to tell you. I mean, is it you? You're you've got your own business. Me, I'm doing my I'm doing my political thing. Even though we're not, yeah. you know, a political show, um, it's fucking hard. It's really really it hard. And and you know what? The one thing that the hustle culture people have right is that you do have to grind. Like yep. it is, it is not easy. You, I think you, you also need a fair. You need a little bit of luck as well. Yeah, to go along like things, you know, the right things going your way, even after you've done everything. They're not wrong. Right. They're, They're not, not wrong. The they it's just the messaging wrong. itself is that I feel like a lot of the, let's say if you were an aspiring copywriter and you're listening to Ty Lopez, you shouldn't be listening to Ty Lopez in the first place. Ty Lopez no. isn't going to be the one to give you that advice. The ones, the one who might be able to give you advice. Why don't you go look at someone who's uh, who's writing copy for? Um, You know, for a big, uh, for big advertising company, like, you know, and, but you know, what's unfortunate, you know, what most uh, millennials will say, oh, that person's a sellout, they work for a big firm. What's wrong with working (laughs) for a big firm? What's nothing wrong with working for with for a big established brand? The reason why nothing that brand is established is because they're successful. And the reason why they remain established is because they continue to be successful. So there's nothing yep. wrong with – I understand the whole freelance aspect. I understand the fact that, yes, it is very liberating. And not only that, but you actually – you have a lot more freedom. But it takes a very specific person in order how to do it. And I feel that a lot of people these days, they – they all think that they're going to be the next entrepreneur, and I think that you know yeah. uh, th- that was a really big thing that that really sort of like ground my gears, and it really pissed me off, and it still does. Along with the hustle culture, is the whole entrepreneur like oh anyone can be an entrepreneur? Yeah. No, not everyone can be an entrepreneur. There's a very that very word specific- alone
1: just makes me cringe now.
0: Well, there's a you have to have a very specific mindset in order to be an entrepreneur. I know, I yeah. know enough for myself that you know I, where I had my own business as well man, like it is, it is not easy. Like you have to make very tough calls. You run, depending on the kind of business that you're in, you're talking about there's supply, there's demand, there's payroll, there's these whole bunch of other things. That's, that's even, that's just operational stuff. Then you have to go into the fact that, okay, we need a vision statement. This is, we need to formulate the why as to why we're doing this. We have to talk to the investors. We have to, you know, keep fostering these relationships and it's so much work but people just think oh yeah let me join the enactus club at my uh at my university or go to the telfer school of management and immediately i'm going to be the next uh the next steve jobs it doesn't happen like that like people people need to understand that you know again and this is where the part where we get into the whole financial cardio as well is that yeah, you need to you need to continuously strive. You're going to be doing jobs that you that you might not necessarily like, and I hate it when people sure. turn their nose up at work. Yeah, as like when people Absolutely. are like, "I'm I'm too good to work at Tim Hortons." I'm like, "No, you're not.
1: No, you're not. Because if you can't get I, any, if you can't, if you can't do better than Tim Hortons, then you 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 deserve to be at Tim Hortons."
0: But not not only that, like I know like there's some people grinding at Tim Hortons, you know what I mean? Like they made it their their whole thing, it might not be to be a rock star, but it might be, you know what, I'm gonna make the most pots of coffee in an hour. And to that, yeah. I can respect that. I can be like, I right, you sure. you've you've sort of felt out what you want to be good at. And if like if coffee's what you're passionate about and you and you didn't let's say, you know, you, you Tim Hortons was your first, you know, high school job and you really, really enjoyed it and you want to work your way up the food chain. Man, there's so, there's some people there's a bunch of people who have started off, you know, in a Tim Hortons branch and are now, you know, like in the in the big corporate offices at Tim For Hortons. Real. There's nothing wrong with that. Like like that's that's the thing that people need to understand is that you're going to be oh, successful exactly. no matter what you do. And people, you know, people shit on garbage men. Man, they get paid I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you this. They get paid way more than you do at your shitty little advertising agency uh, or any other millennial gig that we have right now. It's just so we have so many useless jobs, but again, like but the thing the the point that I'm trying to make is that we like you can be successful at literally anything you put your mind to so who knows you might be you know the best coffee brewer at tim hortons and then you know like throughout high school then you go you go to university decide to get another job let's say i don't know you're doing you decide to do english in uh in school and you work for your professor because on a lot of universities they like you can work for your professors and they'll pay you and you decide okay no nah, i'm gonna be the best you know whatever it is that you know, they hire English students to do, like maybe maybe writing copy or something like that. And then you think, okay, you know what? I've done all that. I want to be a teacher. Let me be the best teacher that I can be. Let me make sure that all my students are prepared. And you know what? Like people will respect you for it, even though you may not be up on be like I would say quote unquote famous like Ty Lopez, but you you will be respected but not yeah. only that you'll have that pride you'll be like yo look from look at where i came from i came no, never from be, i came from being the I, best I, coffee brewer at tim horton's now i'm teaching a brand new generation
1: exactly like, like have some pride it's important not to be ashamed of what you do mm-hmm. and i'll say i'll say this straight right? up i'm sure i am certain okay that Ty lopez is isn't satisfied isn't fully satisfied or content with what he's doing i'm sure that he's kind of insecure i'm sure that he sometimes does think oh man like i wish i was a professional athlete like look at me i'm i'm a motivational speaker how cliché how like yeah you know i sell i sell e-courses how sleazy you know he must think that sometimes Maybe, right whereas yeah. whereas the people that look up to him think wow this guy's killing it you know what i mean but but he's also thinking like it's just what i'm trying to say is everybody is fighting that battle Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that you don't fall into that trap of um, first of all comparing yourself, yeah. self doubt, and comparing yourself. Don't compare yourself.
0: Yeah, like like I was saying before the uh, before we started. Like doubt is the number one killer. Like d- like yeah. doubt leads to fanaticism, and fanaticism leads to defeat. Because and and that's another problem with the hustle culture is that they they sell this idea. But they're so I, I don't think they're necessarily completely honest with it because they have a they have a secret doubt within them. And when you have a secret doubt, you throw everything at it because the reason why you're throwing everything at it is because you're afraid that it's not going to work unless you devote your entire self to it. And that's True. how every that's how every single fanatic is going to be beaten. Doesn't matter if it's a religious extremist, a uh, an incel. Doesn't matter if it's um, you know a radical feminist. Doesn't matter if it's uh, if it's any sort of extreme person, an extreme hustle uh, hustle gang person, an extreme rapper. I'm taking pot shots at everyone because I don't care, but because extremism is Correct. you know no extremism comes in very in. In every single form, when you're extreme at something, again, it's it's because you have that doubt. It's because you're afraid that if you're not as extreme as possible, it's not going to work. Now, yeah. the thing the thing about uh, I love how you brought that up that you know Ty Lopez and all of them. Of course, they they might think like, oh yeah, like I wish I was something else. And that's important as well. I mean geez when uh but it's it's important to know when you came from i mean like i'm sure ty lopez is is legit when he says he's self-made like man sure maybe he was probably yeah. pushing carts like i was at the grocery store man geez i remember yeah. i man, man i remember you guys roasting me for pushing carts at uh <laughs> i do remember yeah that. you were just like oh yeah like oh, i don't i don't need a job and i was like yeah well because like your mom and dad give you money like exactly. but now see now sort of you like you after time you grew and you were like okay yeah no now i understand right
1: like, like knowing
0: that do you like knowing what you know now do you wish that you had a
1: job like a like a, like a solid job throughout high school uh, the earlier the earlier you can start building up that work ethic the better yeah um mastery is all about time and practice and you know I do think that having a job doesn't matter which one. Yeah, doesn't matter the level. Doesn't matter what your position is. um, Can only benefit you.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent.
1: So, um, of course, of course, I wish I. Of course, I wish I I, I I wish I had this mindset when I was uh, when I was younger.
0: Yeah, because where because think about where you would be right now. But hindsight's exactly. always twenty twenty, right? And the the most important things to look forward. I, I always liken life to uh, you're like you're driving down a road, right? And what is, what is it that they teach you when you're driving? You got to check your mirrors, right? So it's good to yeah. check your mirrors every now and again, so that way you know like you know your surroundings, you know what's coming up behind you, right? If you keep looking. At your mirrors, which is, you know, like the past, so to speak, you keep looking behind you, you're not going to be able to see what's in front of you and you're probably going to crash and you're going to veer off the road. Right. But if you don't check your mirrors at all, something might come up from behind. Something from your, pla- from your past that you didn't, you know, resolve or something like that. It's going to, you know, rear end you and push you into uh, and to veer off the road as well. So you always got to keep, Absolutely. you always have to keep both viewpoints in check as well. Another thing that I wanted to get at just a double back as well um, is again, like it, it's, it really is a matter of perspective. And I think that right now our society has become, and I've said it before, I said, a, a, said a, you know, A couple minutes ago is that we're, we're so myopic uh, and, and we define success, you know, as, as in like, oh yeah, like who's got this, who's got that. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be so, I mean, the, the biological definition of success is one, staying alive, but two, making sure that you have viable offspring that are healthy and that live to adulthood. But the third uh, prerequisite for being biologically successful is that your offspring have offspring that are biologic that are healthy and that grow up. so essentially like everyone who has a grandkid right now, technically is biologically successful, right? Mm -hmm, mm The success wears many different masks. Um, Consider this, you know, someone growing up dirt poor, but eventually works themselves up and, you know, through a mixture of, you know, good work ethic, good decisions, uh, and a little bit of luck manages to, you know, get out of that cycle and build a really, really comfortable life, almost striking to the point where they're upper class. To me, that's Mm -hmm. successful considering where they came from. Absolutely. You know, they may not be famous, they may not have their name up in lights, but ultimately that doesn't matter because it, who who cares if you want your name up in lights? Some people do and some people will chase it. And mm-hmm. some people succeed, others fail, but it's it's the same thing as anything. There are some people at Tim Hortons who want to be the fastest coffee brewer but fail. And sure. fail, failure is just a natural part of it the The important part is to is to not get sucked into that pit of despair where you're like oh because i failed to be the best coffee uh to be you know either the best singer so that way someone else got a record deal and is now famous and not me or that i'm not the fastest coffee brewer so like, what am i going to do with my life it's like no like find something else or, can, or if yeah. you're dead set on this, continue honing your craft because you will be successful. And I always, let's say for music, I take the example of Big Crit. Big Crit to me is one of the best rappers out there right now, possibly even of all time. This guy yeah. has such a loyal following that I would consider him to be more successful than, let's say, someone like uh, like a Soldier Boy. Who dropped yeah. off who was successful really really successful for you know like two or three years but then sort of dropped off the map and no one hears about soldier boy anymore but big crit is mm-hmm. someone who let's say may not have ever attained chart topping status but has built up such amazing clout within his he's consolidated his base to the fact that you know when you go to the deep south and you say okay like let's say you go to like missouri uh, because i believe that's where he's from i may be wrong he may yeah. be from mississippi let me
1: check that really quick like what you're saying is that he has he from actual
0: but he has, he has, loyal has success fans. he doesn't
1: have he, he doesn't have followers he has fans he has loyal fans, fans.
0: He, ha- he has people who who buy into who buy into him yeah. guarantee you you go to mississippi and you say who's one of the best rappers you'll hear big crit because again, he, and, and, he stayed true to his roots. He was like, you know what? Why like this is this is what I want success to be. I want success to be yeah. me sticking to my to my artistic vision. I want to I want my success to be sticking to my roots. I want my success to be to be what I make it. I, I define my yeah. success. I don't let my success define me. And I think that's a very, and, very and,
1: important distinction. Let me just jump in. Cause that was, that's really interesting. And and I actually have something uh, to contribute to that. Uh, Something that I came across the other day. Um, And and it's the, the, it's related to what you said about how people seem to always want more and think that uh, they need to be the best in order to be happy. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, And, you know, the other day I came across this read, is a uh, is a psychological study that uh, found the exact amount of money that you need to be happy. Ah, okay. Interesting. And this is a 2018 study and what it did was so it asked the question, how much money do you need to be happy? Um and by and so they defined happy as maximum satisfaction in life, maximum satisfaction being the key, uh, being the keyword here. Right. Maximum satisfaction. Okay. And the study was, um, the, the, the uh, sample size was absolutely enormous. 164 yeah. One hundred sixty-four countries, one point seven one point seven million people interviewed. Okay. Let that sink in. So that's a lot of, it's a lot of da- data points. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then, and so the questionnaire was about, this is what the questionnaires covered the interview, so to speak, average salary. It asked them about average salary, their life satisfaction, feelings, and purchasing power. Okay. And the result was this. So the annual salary, uh, in, by the way, this is, this will be in us dollars. Okay. The annual salary, a person needs to have maximum satisfaction. Okay. When, when I say maximum satisfaction, it means that even if you were to double the number, I'm about to say, it would not make a difference. It would not make you any happier. And that number is $95,000 USD um for 95 grand that, yeah 95 grand uh to our canadian viewers that's around 130k i believe and and so uh they uh, they took this one step further well and take it one step further but they provided us with a little bit more some more results here well first of all before I, before i continue on what do you think i want to hear your take on this
0: I completely agree. Uh, it's something that uh, Doctor P- Doctor Jordan Peterson uh, echoed: is that um, again, like money doesn't necessarily make you happy, but it gives you options, and really, like you know, as soon as you have enough money to keep the keep the bills paid and the tax man away, and that all your needs are taken care of and a few toys well but, but that's what i mean all you need is taken care <laughs> of kidding. no no but, like, but uh, let's because that's that's not counting that's not taking into account toys that's yeah. like i or rather no it is sort of taking into account you know the fact that you do have your regular diversions and stuff like that um because satisfaction satisfaction McLaren. is different than being completely happy right so um yeah, no, like it's it's. I think it's a fair number, right? Because again, th- that, way, that uh, way you're you're not worried. You have you can save a little bit on that. That's right. It, it's a solid. It's solid, right?
1: And, yeah. Let, let me say this. Let's yeah. let's delve into it further. Because All right, let's go plan it. Here. Let's. So you know we have a hundred and let, let's keep it in Canadian, okay? Because we're Canadians. Yes. Um, we're not um, American and Americans. I, I really, we're not, we're not British. And I really,
0: we're not Chinese. Yeah, and I really,
1: and i really don't know the the value of things um in the us so let's let's uh hmm. let's play with 130k here because i think that that's the equivalent let me let me make sure well okay? yeah well, 95 usd 95k us CAD. cad that is 130 okay so the number that we're talking about here is 130 130 cad canadian dollars okay yeah 130000 130000 <clears throat> Let's jump into what you can do with that here in Canada. Okay, hmm. what kind of life you could lead? You 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 can lead. Um, what kind of things you can buy? What uh, what a what a week could look like? You know, outside of work. Let's jump into that, shall we?
0: Yeah. Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna check middle class income Canada it's
1: like the, 50k. Uh, Actually, no. It's like yeah. It's like 50k. Is it? 50? 50? I thought it was 60.
0: A 55 bro. I'm pretty sure it's 55. Okay. So here we yeah. go. So a middle class, according to the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, uh, a member of the middle class is anyone who earns between 75% and 200% of the median household income. So for Canada, that ranges anywhere between uh, 45000 to 120000 So, like anyone between those
1: is technically considered middle class. So, 100. Are we talking? uh, Wait, can I I clarify something real quick? Is that household? Is that household or per person? That's household. That's median
0: household income.
1: Okay. So, So do we have any data on one person?
0: Well, if you're only one person in your household.
1: Yeah, but okay. So, let's, how about, let's, let's call it, um, let's, let's slice that. I wish I wish we had data for just a salary. I wish we had just salary.
0: Okay, well let's let's see if person. we can find it. Do we? Let's see if we can find I, it. So, I hate the
1: household thing because it's kind of it's kind of blurry. You know what well, I mean? Well, everything's measured in household, right? I remember seeing some data for you know one, just a single person, like salary per person,
0: middle class income, single. Uh, Here I'll just do that single
1: person. I. I uh oh okay. I think I have something here, bro.
0: Oh I might have I might have it too. Uh, okay, middle class single people.
1: Here we go. Okay, nice. So okay. yeah, okay. so
0: um yeah, so lower middle class if you're a single person. Ooh, have the
1: I have here by province too. Anyways, go Ooh, ahead. beautiful. Okay.
0: So on average, uh, a, a middle class single a lower middle class single person uh ranges anywhere between eighteen seven to twenty three four. Um, wow, so less than minimum wage, essentially. Um,
1: really what's uh, what year is
0: this data? Uh, this is 2013, so it's definitely changed. Okay, um, not too bad, the, but it's probably only changed by a couple thousand, if that. Um, yeah, so add, add, add
1: three to four thousand.
0: Yeah, so okay, so we'll say, um, you know, 20, we'll say 22,000 to uh, to 26,000. Um, sounds about right, is the, is the lower. Is the lower middle class, and then we'll say, um, again, yeah, 26,000 to um, 20 to 39,000 is like the middle 20% of the middle class, the true middle class, yep. and then upper middle mm-hmm. class is again, like 39,000 to uh, to like 58,000, so it's like 60,000, right? Yeah, so yeah. um, but yeah, so essentially, like, if we want to say upper middle class. Oh man! Even if we want to say middle of the pack, um, I th- what's middle of the pack? What's average? What's straight average? Straight average. Uh, so wait. I can I
1: can give you some figures if you want.
0: Average income in
1: Canada, single. Do you want me to tell you? I have I have some 2019 data here. Yeah, sure. I have some 2019 data by province here. Yeah, let's and go. Do you have it by country? Uh, I have it by province. Um, the average. Oh, okay. Actually, I have I have by country. Uh, so the average salary for average Canadian salary here in Canada. Yeah. Um, this is twenty nineteen data. It's fifty two thousand six hundred okay. per year. What What, what about by province? Uh, what about Newfoundland? What are they saying? What are they saying, bud? So Newfoundland, it's fifty four thousand four fifty.
0: Ah, so it's so it's um, higher than the average. And,
1: Yep, yeah. New Brunswick forty-eight, Nova Scotia forty-six, uh, PEI forty-four, Quebec forty-nine, Ontario yeah. fifty-five or fifty-three, sorry, yeah. Manitoba forty-nine, Saskatchewan fifty-three, Alberta naturally uh, fifty-nine. Yeah, BC's um, probably uh, BC, a lot too. Uh, a little lower. It's fifty. It's just under Ontario. Oh, cool. uh Yukon fifty-eight. Get this, Northwest Territories probably. seventy-three. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. None of us, 72. And uh, yeah, so like this, these are the, uh, this is, I, I say, so if if you're living off of an, if you have, okay, let's say, let's. Okay, so you're making 52. Okay. Let's say you're making 52. A thousand you're a week. Fifty-two. are You're taking home, well, you're grossing a
0: thousand a week. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you're grossing a thousand a week. So let's say, let's see, let's look at what that person is making after taxes. Per month. Ew. How about that? Let's let's do that. Oh God. Income after tax. So what was the figure again? Fifty two. We'll just we'll just call fifty two. Yeah. We'll call it fifty two. All right. So that is. So they make their net pay is forty. Okay. Yeah. And so they bring home, uh, thirty three hundred per month, net. Okay. Yeah. They bring home thirty three hundred per month. Okay. What's the average like? Most people in Canada rent. Okay. Nobody here buys or in North America, people don't buy. Not anymore. Um, not anymore. Uh, so average rent here. I know. I know that in Ottawa, it's the average rent is like 1500. Gross. So right away in Ottawa, at least half of your paycheck, (laughs) half of your paycheck goes to rent. Yeah. Which is shitty. That's shitty, okay. And then you have food. How much do we spend on? I don't buy my own food, so you're gonna have to help me out on this. One. Wow. How much do you How much? How much do you spend a month on
0: food? Uh, me for me, okay, it's a little bit different. So I will usually I go to Costco once every two to three months, and I'll draw. And you just probably about a thousand dollars.
1: So like five hundred bucks a month.
0: No, dude. Like I like I said, I go for three. Uh, like that lasts me for about three months.
1: Oh, okay. So, well, so even less,
0: like three hundred. Yeah. So they. Like, so it's around like three hundred. Well, we'll call it three hundred and fifty. Sure. We'll call it three fifty a month, which I think, it, which I think actually is fairly reasonable. But I mean, uh, it's very good. That's um, really really good. But it. But again, like,
1: like I said, that's. Um, and and you eat high quality food as well that, so let's, well again let's because because
0: I buy in bulk so again you always got to make sure and again like folks this is this is the part where we're going to get a like like we said financial cardio but it get, so keep up with us but uh but budgeting is very important so I'll always make sure that I have you know like rice very cheap I'll always make sure that I'll have at least uh very 7 solid. kilos in my house like to buy yep. it so like once and, and I'm still I've still been eating off of that for the past um for almost like six months, right? So I have um so so again you make it last, but then again, you also like I buy my meat in bulk. And then the only yeah, thing that I really sad. have to like spend money on expensive. is my is my vegetables. And and I would say meat is definitely the uh the most expensive part of it, for right? Sure. Because I'll get I'll usually buy anywhere between, for you sure. know, a hundred to hundred and fifty dollars worth of chicken. Uh, and you're I'll, a
1: red meat. You're a big red meat. guy. I'm a guy very
0: well. big red meat guy. So I'll usually spend anywhere between uh, two hundred and fifty to four hundred dollars on red meat. Um, yeah. But again, like this is all this is all divided by uh, this is all divided by three. So so you get the monthly figures, yeah. right? Uh, and then yeah. for fruits and vegetables, I'll usually buy them frozen as well. Um, or let's say I'll like my one vice for fresh fruit is those uh really nice Costco oranges, Cara Cara oh, oranges. Yeah, oh man, they're really nice and juicy. Uh those are good. then of course I'll buy uh, I'll buy cheese as well which is which again is fairly expensive and that usually goes the fastest. Uh, eggs yeah. are fairly cheap. I don't buy milk uh, or a lot of bread and those can get very mm-hmm. expensive as well, almost as expensive as meat, sure. but I don't buy those because yeah. I just I don't. I don't usually eat them. Like I'll buy a bunch of pitas, and then I'll freeze them. Yeah, Uh, just so that way, you know, in case I I want a snack or something, and and I'll have it. Uh, And then again, like high, like I I, what I like to call, you know, um, accessories, if you will. So you know, stuff like canned tomatoes or Mm, you know, like ketchup or stuff like I don't buy ketchup. Like my condiments, maybe like nuts. Something. like yeah like stuff like that like i mean i still i still have you know two massive bags of roasted almonds almonds mm-hmm. sorry yeah, as, yeah. as you like to call them uh i have you know dried mushrooms i have uh sun dried tomatoes i've got the red peppers yeah. uh you know that you yeah. have on italian sandwiches so again like like those are sort of like those are bonus things. So, but that, yeah. that's all. So we're talking. That's all within the the thousand bucks every every three months.
1: That's perfect. So we're yeah. talking like okay, we're talking so far. Somebody uh, so so far we're talking uh, two thousand. Let's call it 2000, okay? mm-hmm. two thousand. Okay, two thousand dollars spent. Okay. Oh yeah. Two thousand dollars is gone on um, on rent. food, and, food and
0: rent and. Food and rent. That's okay? that's not counting your uh your internet. That's not counting your phone. That's not counting that's your That's not car. counting your internet,
1: that's not counting your phone, That's not counting your car, your car insurance, any kind of any other kind of insurance, any yeah. subscriptions, any leisure, any going out, any restaurants, none of that. Okay. Mm. So let's let's not jump into that, but let's let's keep in mind that you're left with about a thousand dollars to play with. Yeah, like thirteen hundred. Um, yeah, thirteen hundred. Sorry, let's call thirteen hundred. You're left with thirteen hundred. Let's say, let's say you want to save three hundred a month. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's call it a thousand. Yeah, you're left with a thousand. Um, that's not a lot. Okay, that's not a lot to play with. And so, let let me just say this. Let me just say this. Yeah. Let's go back to the study, and I'll say I'll explain. I'll say why. For me, that's more than enough. Okay, for me, yeah. that's fun. that's that's enough. But I'll say that uh, here's the reason why I'm saying that it's not enough for a lot of people. You're left with a thousand you can't really do much with that the study says when it comes to emotional well-being so we spoke about happiness we spoke about maximal maximum satisfaction yeah right yeah so i'm thinking here what they're trying to show us is like a step down from that is emotional well being. What's how would you define emotional well being?
0: I would, What's I would emotional say, well-being? uh, you know, where you're well, I don't, I don't know, it's tough because people may What's have that, emotional well being, but yet, bitch, are you just, say not, that they're are you just neutral? Uh, no, I would say, you know, you're generally satisfied with the way that things are going in the world, that the way that things are going in your life. Okay,
1: yeah. so you're
0: not really, you're not ecstatic, you're not ecstatic, you're but not, you know, you're you're not down in the dumps all the time.
1: Okay. But you're not neutral either. You're not like no, 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 no. Like you're, you're you're generally like,
0: like if I were to ask you, you know, if you're like, things are fine, I would say that's kind of neutral. But if you know, it's if someone's like, yeah, you know, like things are things are generally okay or pretty good, like I would say Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. they're in a positive state of emotional well being.
1: But I'm not a doctor, so let me give you the figures for emotional well being. Tell me, keep in mind, in order for you to be maximally happy according to the study you need to be making $130,000 canadian per year in order for you to be just kind of happy that's how that's the way i'll define this yeah you need to be making between 60k and 70k per year usd which translates to i'll take the middle number 70k that translates to 95k canadian okay yeah okay and let's calculate let's look at by the way, 95k Canadian is almost double the average. Just just so that everyone remembers, yeah, it's almost double the average. Okay, finish okay. what
0: you're gonna say because yeah, like I've I, I got something to I got something to add to it. But go for it. Go go go
1: go go. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So you're left with you're I mean, you, sure. you're at 95, and then so net pay is 70. Yeah. And and so you're, you're making you're taking home 5,800 a month. Yeah. And that makes sense, I think.
0: Yeah, well that that's what I that's what I was going to say because cuz the thing is is that you know obviously if you're just making median income, if you're only let's say, you know, you have 1300 bucks to play with after let's you know what let's factor in that's if
1: you're that's if you're saving no money by the way
0: well let's let's factor in because we we don't use all that let's factor in your netflix let's say you only have one netflix subscription like one streaming Mm -hmm. service subscription netflix is 15 bucks a month your phone on average is about 100 uh your your gym subscription is probably anywhere let's say 60 bucks a month uh your restaurant
1: your no, 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 let's, your I'm weddings. not even. I'm not even
0: getting into restaurants right, uh, at this point. You've got your car insurance, which is anywhere between uh, 100 to 200, 100 a to 300. You you have your gas as well, depending on how much you drive, uh, or your yep. bus pass as well. Let's call that 200. Yeah, so let's let's call that 200. Um, and then you have your internet as well, which is probably anywhere between 60 to 100 as well. Um, yep. Like that's that's eaten up how much did we say? That's probably eaten up like six hundred bucks. That's
1: like that's that's at least that's at least seven hundred dollars. Okay, so well,
0: yeah, let's call it seven hundred. So you're left with you know six hundred bucks to save, right? Yeah. And if you and and if you're and if let's say you're saving three hundred, that's three hundred you're left with three hundred left over as you know as a contingency in case something yeah. happens. Now, for some people like me, like like if I once everything's been taken care of and let's say I even have a leisure fund as well that mm-hmm. that I that I have, you know, I, I factor that into my budget as well. So that for me I would pro- yeah. probably assign myself about 300 bucks a month. So, yeah. I'm completely okay with put it, with taking that extra 300 and throwing it towards my savings completely okay with that. <laughs> lots of people they're stressed or lots of people yep. don't know how to budget properly. Lots of people just say, "Oh, uh they don't think about saving." And they have all this disposable income. And you know what's really, really scary? There's lots of people who are making to build on your point where you know the the whole like the the average salary to be uh, to be happy is like you know 130 Canadian. There's a lot of people who are making that and more, but who are living paycheck to paycheck because of the lifestyle of that they're because of the lifestyle that they're gonna be because they have to get the brand new truck or the brand new McLaren, they have to Absolutely. have the big house. They have to have all of this and then they overextend themselves on their mortgage and their credit stuff to the point where they end up saying like, oh, yeah, no, I'm making six figures. I can take it where it's like, no, you need to be really smart about that and you need to minimize your expenses as much as possible. That's why I'm not really a big fan of this whole like, oh, yeah, like the drip and and all that stuff. Like why am I going to go and spend $15,000 on, on clothes, yeah, what about on clothes well,
1: that look ugly? But what about the Aston Martin V8 Vantage?
0: That's different. Like if if I'm going to have the if I'm going to have I'm the Aston Martin feet not V8 V12 Vantage, that's the only car I'm going to have.
1: I agree. I agree with you. I think that I think that, you know, in terms if you're going to go for leisure or whatever, you should go for what truly makes you happy if you're into cars. Then go ahead and like get yourself that nice car, but don't also don't also try to impress with the drip. And the jewelry and the big ass house that you don't need and all that other shit, right?
0: Yeah, no, like I'm I'm perfectly okay with uh with someone who well even even for myself, like one thing I love I love food. I love food, I like going yeah. out to eat, uh, but I also like but one thing that really gives me joy is to go um is to is to actually like create things. Not just for food, sure you're but a big, also uh, like you're a chef. well not not only that, but also like I like To be able to, you know, let's say like fashion something. I like to be able to know to like to fix my car and stuff like that. So I've got no problem, you know, building up my tool collection, whether it be, you know, a food processor or a, um, or a smoker or, you know, a, or a power drill or something like that, because I know I'm going to use it. Like for me, like I think the only, uh, appliance that I didn't necessarily use was when I bought a deep fryer and that was $25. Everything else
1: I've think, i used invest in what makes you happy.
0: Oh, absolutely. And invest in what you're going to use and what you're
1: going to use too. Not what makes other people happy. Not what makes other people happy temporarily as they're looking at you having that thing.
0: But bro, the drip though.
1: Look, if you're okay, I'll say this. I know know you're kind of joking, but if, if you're, if your thing is closed, right? Yeah. Um if your thing is closed you don't give a shit about cars you don't give a shit about anything else. cooking or, or appliances or tools or fixing things if your thing is closed more it, and it makes you happy like truly happy go for it great more power to you yeah. go ahead get that drip you know go get the new OVO go get the new XO
0: yeah go go, go look like Jackson Pollock vomited on your shirt and <laughs> call it and call it fendi yeah sure
1: it mold until there's holes in it,
0: yeah like okay, oh moth. yeah, like don't We're forget the mothballs, like no, no wait, I don't put mothballs in my uh in my closet <laughs> because it make my clothes smell funny, okay, yeah, you walking you try you try no, no, to whip no, no, it out no. the next time, and like there's just massive holes in there's it, some right?
1: people there's some people who are legit um
0: gotta get the new who, legit
1: care, for, who care for the drip though like oh, there's course, people who yeah. care for the drip, there's people who care about there's people who care about other people caring about their drip, and and it was that's so the stupid, man, like- but that's that's the that's the thing is that's the vast majority of them, right? The yeah. people who care about others caring about their drip, or the people who care about what other people care about their drip. Those, those are the people that uh, we're talking about. Um, those are the people that are watching the Ty Lopez's themselves. and watching the Ty Lopez destroying themselves financially um, and unhappy because the shit that they're. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasting their money on isn't even bringing them happiness
0: man you have to like honestly you do have to treat your finances like like a workout you have to treat it like cardio you have to make it work for you you have to you have to say like okay no i'm not going to overextend myself i'm going to know my limits First and foremost but again you got to make smart Decisions you have to you have to switch it up every Now and again because you know there Are some people that are really really good at saving For you know they're what They're what I like to call them like they're they're Binge spenders so they work like A dog they you know bread And ice cubes they don't buy themselves Anything but they save That up for about you know six months or Something till they till they have a significant amount Of money and then they'll Just blow it on something that they don't even Use
1: like the Aston Martin V12 Vantage. No,
0: not not like that. But like, you know what I mean? Kidding. They'll, they'll, I they'll the blow Aston it on something Martin. frivolous. I, and I, I, agree, that, I agree. That doesn't give them any meat. And then they're back at square one. And and it's just like, okay, so like, maybe instead of, you know, and again, that's sort of the same thing as, it, that, that becomes the hamster wheel of the treadmill, right? Like you keep doing yeah. it and keep doing it and keep doing it. It's not doing anything for you. But, you know, maybe instead of, you know, you know, spending it on, you know, a, A shirt that you're only gonna, or a suit that you're only gonna wear once, you know. Take that money and say, okay, uh, I'm gonna take a certain portion of it, and I'm gonna buy myself something nice, something that you can touch because I think that's very important as well. You have to, like the Aston
1: Martin V12, you have
0: to be able to taste. I know you're joking, but I mean, (laughs) you you have to be able to like to buy something that you can touch in order to to make yourself know that it was worth it. But the vast majority of it, go talk to a financial advisor, go say, yo, listen, I want to make this money work for me. You know what I mean? It's doing nothing. Just yeah, saving yeah. Into, sitting in your fucking savings account, making what 0.2% yeah. interest you get like what? Yeah. Like and, and even let's say you have a balance of $300,000 in there, what you're going to get maybe two bucks in interest every month. Fuck that! No, yeah. go put it into a portfolio, or at the very least, put it in a tax-free savings account so it doesn't get taxed later. Put it into a uh, put it into a retirement savings plan. Even that, yeah. you know what? Put it into a guaranteed investment certificate for three years. Make sure that it at least accumulates some amount of interest. And then you know what? Once it accumulates a little bit, you say, you know what? The housing market's just right. Let me buy a house or something like that. Because I know I can afford it. Like, like that. Like, there's, there's different ways of treating yourself, and most people think it's either the drip or let me go, let me go to Southeast Asia, let me go for six weeks, and let me, yeah, let me go to the full moon party in Pattaya, and let me, you know, go get, go get plowed. Let me, yo, let me plow a bunch of Thai chicks. Oh yeah, let me go get plowed by a bunch of dudes who plowed Thai chicks, like. Dude, it seems like like when we graduated, it seems that everyone was like, "Oh yeah, we're doing a six week Southeast Asia trip." I'm like, "Do you want to come?" I'm like, "No." Really? I had four offers to go, and I'm like, "I'm not going anywhere near that shit." Yeah, like fuck
1: that. And no it's one. and it's all it, it's all it, it's not even really for them. It's for the likes. It's for the cloud that it's for the likes that they'll get when they post that picture of them on that swing. You know that infamous swing in Thailand. It just don't need to stop. Yeah, so that. It's so that they get and get likes on that the picture of them on that swing uh, once they post it, they on almost Instagram. think but it's what they're expected
0: to-, to do, you know what I mean? It's almost as if like, you know the these pathetic. people have it is pathetic. It's almost like they've they've put this idea into into the heads of people in our in our age group. They're like, yeah, no, waste your money. go go and travel, go see a different part of the world. broaden your horizons, I'm like, what the hell do how can I broaden my horizon by seeing a fucking waterfall? that got frozen if
1: anything here let me say this if anything how about how about you go ahead and explore your own country first explore everything it has Indeed. to offer and then go ahead and explore some other country bro we, we why not have, look, we have look, the look most at the beautiful country, country in, in the world yeah but uh but people yeah. don't get i don't know i always try i try to preach this all the time but people don't get it like why not just first it, it's like a video game yeah let's roam around explore everything that this place has to offer mm. you're you're literally your home <laughs> really though <laughs> and yeah. then your house and then your house <laughs> and then go ahead and fucking explore elsewhere but um you know back to the i just want to you just want to go back to the money thing yeah let me say this say it what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on so, do you think that that's about right? Ninety-five k in order for emotional well-being. Uh, in my then,
0: in my professional capacity as a as a yeah. someone who works in financial services, I would say that's fair. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah.
1: And then, yeah. Let me say this as well. So, uh, I'm going to ask you a question here. Um, for For the hundred thirty k, yeah, for maximal happiness. They're saying so. What this study says, and I still I have it in front of me here. Yeah, they're saying that making anything above 130k, that could be even you could be uh, um, bringing in a million dollars a year. They're saying that there is absolutely no difference. that results in no difference in happiness
0: yeah no i i i agree because again like it's it's bonus money yeah sure you can go you can go to the fucking swing in thailand and and you may get that dopamine hit initially but you know what's gonna happen you're gonna get bored of it you're going to But let me say something you're gonna no 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 no. let let, let me finish because you're going to you're gonna go do that you're gonna you're gonna try you're gonna try everything out you're gonna try the drip out You're going to eventually get bored and realize how stupid it is. You're going to do the travel thing. You're going to ride the carousel either, you know, fuck or get fucked by I don't know how many people. And you're going to realize, okay, like, you know, past, I would say past five people, it's like the mechanics are, are fairly similar. Like, you know, you put penis into hole. Like whatever your thing is, and you go from there. Uh, so you're you're eventually going to get bored of that. Uh, you're going to yeah. you know try cars, and you're going to eventually see. Oh, okay, yeah, cars. Everything, most of it's pretty much the same. Um,
1: so again, it, let me say this though. Okay, let what me say because it's to say. related to what you just said. Yeah, you just said something. Okay, one hundred thirty k. You're making one hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, are compar- We're saying we're saying somebody who makes one hundred thirty thousand Canadian a year. Yeah. Is uh, is just as happy as somebody who's making two point five million? Yeah. Okay, but don't okay. And I'm just playing devil devil devil's. Yeah, I, I know, what I know. Keep going. with what I'm about to say. I'm still trying to figure out my opinion here. Yeah, this. Somebody who's making two point five million is still has way more options than somebody who's making hundred. I'll
0: say this to you: depending on their lifestyle. Okay. Can you elaborate on that again? Remember what I said? There's plenty of, that person could be pulling in 2.5 million, but living paycheck to paycheck because they, because they have the way massive house, the, you know, they have their car, their wife's car and their kids' cars are on leases. So that's more money going but out isn't as the, well.
1: But isn't the fact that they have that massive house doesn't that make them happier than the person who's making hundred thirty? Again, of that's house? that's
0: why it's very difficult. Like again, a house is a house, right? As long as it's yours. Like if that was your first house, yeah, maybe. But if you're making, but no <clears> one <throat> makes two point five million right off the bat, right? Yeah. My guess is is that they probably worked their, themselves up to that. They probably had other houses before. And, it, and it's the classic old stereotypical trope, like, oh yeah, like money doesn't buy you happiness. No, 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 no. People who say that have have clearly never had money, but it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't buy you happiness, but it keeps your options open, like we've always yeah. said. But at the same time, but that's what I'm
1: saying. Doesn't doesn't two point five million give you more options? Like I one, like I said, it depends on your lifestyle.
0: Like if you're like again, like I said, if you're living paycheck to paycheck and they've mortgaged the fuck out of that out of that really expensive house, you you ask, like, wouldn't that massive house bring them happiness? Not if they have to worry about meeting the mortgage payment every uh every
2: month.
1: Okay. Well, let me respond you know to I mean? that. You have to, I do know what you mean, and you make you make fantastic points. Let me respond to that. somebody let's look at somebody who's making hundred and thirty K. Yeah. Okay. And we're comparing that person to somebody with a very similar mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who's very uh, prudent with their money. Yeah, who is making two point five million? Yeah, isn't that person? Isn't the person who's making two point five million? They just have so many more options, and Mm -hmm. and they're smart with their money. Aren't Aren't they just? Can't they? Don't they have that ability? Isn't their ceiling, their happiness ceiling, a little bit higher? I
0: would I would say no, because again, they're because if they are (laughs) prudent with their money. They're going to say, okay, well, I, ha- I have more money now. I'm going to have to save more money now. I'm going to have to be extra prudent okay. now because I'm not going to – it's almost like a compounding effect with, with something like that. Like A, a great example would be uh, – do you know who John Paul Getty is? No. He was a – he's a very, very famous or was a very famous, very rich oil tycoon.
1: Stock, the stock photos guy? Well,
0: it, <laughs> that's, that comes from his family. Oh really? Yes. So he was a, he was an oil tycoon, very very rich, was one of the first people to actually secure American drilling rights in the Middle East. So he had great relationships oh. with them, was a was a businessman par excellence. But the thing is this guy was frugal. His uh his grandson oh. was kidnapped and stuff like that and he he had, he negotiated the ransom to be I think 2.2 wow. 2 million because that was the maximum because uh, anything above that would have been tax deductible. Oh my god! Yeah, this guy was notoriously frugal, and and you know he had a great he had a like you know a massive house, and um and you know all these things like all these cult like you know these you know expensive paintings and stuff like that. Um, but again, was a notoriously frugal guy. Yeah, was would just not spend any like. This is the type of guy that would eat craft dinner. Wow, you know what I mean. So again, like money yeah. doesn't necessarily change you, and and I will and I will argue this: if the money, if you're you're making that amount of money and it does change you, it changes you for the worse because you over you end up overextending yourself yeah right so that's why that's balance. Why, that's again it's all about balance so i think that while you you do raise a good point while yes if you're looking at it just on paper the person with 2.5 million does have more options on paper than the person who's making one hundred thirty thousand. but if they're both of a similar mindset again that's what the study i i'm agreeing with the study because again it's not going Mm -hmm. to make much of a difference if that's the type of person that they are if anything they're just going to say okay uh i have let's say the person who's making 130k is putting away 30k yeah And then you know the person who's making two point five million is making let's say five times is has five times that amount disposable, and they're just like, well, what am I going to do? Oh, obviously I'll save it. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't matter if it's thirty k or if it's a or if it's one hundred and thirty k, or even if it's like thirty million, let's say. Yeah, Like if they're, if we're talking Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos numbers, they're going to say, Oh, yeah. okay, well I'm either going to, I'm going to, you know, keep it and I'm going to make sure that it's in a way that it, um, I'm going to invest where I'm going to invest it in the way that limits my tax exposure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I do. So again, and, and I mean, I love the fact that, that you're bringing this up because again, it goes to a, to lottery winner mentality. Are you familiar with that? I am like they, um,
1: they say that people who, People who haven't seen, you know, that that amount of that kind of um, that amount of money, usually um, usually lose it all within within uh, a few years. But by
0: and large, who are the people who are winning? Who are the people who win the lottery?
1: Uh, who, in terms of what,
0: like who, like the people, like, like who, their class? Who are, no, 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 no. But like, like, consider this: who who plays the lottery? By and large.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, like um, maybe a lower middle class. Yeah,
0: lower middle class to maybe like, you middle know, class. lower income, you know, people, yeah, you know, scrape, scrape a couple of extra dollars together and they yeah. go buy a lottery ticket. Those are the people that so win, right? So yeah. what happens is, is that, yeah, most of them either they lose it all or they die. Yeah. Because let's say if it's, you know, not to stereotype, but let's say it's a drug addict who, you know, yeah. scrapes up a little bit of, a little bit of change. Every time after he scores or buys cigarettes to buy a lottery ticket and wins ten million dollars. Yeah. Well, what do you think's gonna happen? Well like that now now all of a sudden they don't have to they don't have to scrounge. They don't have yeah. to go look for like they have all the money there. So what are they gonna do? They go what are they gonna do? They're gonna they go score. Up, they buy all the drugs. Yeah, absolutely. And then they're just going to go go to excess again because of the because of the addictive personality. It's the same thing for an alcoholic who would do it. It's the same thing for um, uh, well, let's say someone who's addicted to shopping and does it. They'll just shop 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 shop, and then eventually it'll all be gone, right? True. So again, it's like real. it's it's really it's financial discipline that really that really plays a part in it. And yeah. and again, like I said, um, you, while you, you may be making. Uh, like let's say either the 130k requisite for ultimate for maximum satisfaction or even above that and i mean geez there's people at work that i work with who are making more than that and are living paycheck to paycheck these are people who Mm -hmm. own their own businesses or who are high-powered executives in you know oil and gas or somewhere else and they are living paycheck to paycheck why yeah because they have three cars two of which they don't need they have, you know, multiple properties around where they only need one. The Aston Martin V12 Vantage. They have they they always come in decked out. They're doing they do three trips a year. You know, with the At with their own. wife and their kids. They send their wives to go off and do whatever. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, like, you know, you you really need to, like, manage your money a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. I like to treat myself like, yeah, like, when I go out, I mean, COVID has actually been a blessing because, uh, because I'm not spending as much. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like, yeah, I'll, I like to go out to the bars and I like to, you know, like, for me, I'll go out to the bars, maybe, what, if I'm really going out? And I'm going out for like for not just for a couple of beers, and by a couple I mean like six or eight. But if I'm going out for like, you know, for a night, yo, know, it's a minimum yeah. three hundred dollar night. But then I don't go out until the next month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like or until I or until yeah, I've yeah. made made enough. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm going out I with do. the boys for like for a couple of beers, of course, we'll even structure it because there's always drink deals on the go. We'll say, okay, yeah, where we're gonna where we're gonna go, two for one. Okay, you can get two pints for the price of one. Two pints for eight mm. twenty five. Okay, great. Throw down forty bucks. Mm,
2: there it there is. There you
0: go. You you've you have yourself a time. You yeah. have essentially five rounds. Mm-hmm. five rounds at ten
1: um, pints. And it's important not to forget. As well, like we were comparing the 130k and 2.5 million, 2.5 million, 130k Canadian is a lot of money.
0: That's nothing to sneeze at, man.
1: Like for for a single person, because we're not talking household here. It's just I want to clear that up. We're not talking household. We're talking so it would be more household would be more. Now, for for talking household, that's 260. Yeah. Um, if we're talking and we're talking just one person here and for one person that's a lot of money mm. um you can do a lot with that money what you could uh you could mortgage a house having to have have your aston martin v12 vantage and still have a lot of money left over yeah so um you know we were comparing the 130k and 2.5 million as if 130k is poverty but it's 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 not. Far from it. That's the point that that I was trying to get at,
0: right? Is that, again, it all depends on your lifestyle. Like, if you're smart with it, you know, you're making 130K, you can mortgage a house and you can have the amortization at 25 uh, 25 years, which is pretty standard for a mortgage. But if you do it smart and you pay, let's say, accelerated bi weekly or even accelerated weekly because you're pulling in, you know, a solid paycheck, you can have that that mortgage you can pay down your mortgage you know over the life of the loan of the original 25 years to get that interest mm-hmm. rate but because you're throwing more money at it you can end up paying it down sometimes i've like seen three years. Pe- i've seen people do it in under 20
2: yeah. you know what i mean I've if seen they, people
0: if they do, it it do it in do 5 it. Like I've like, or yeah, like depending on the thing, like if, let's say if it's two, I I actually came across a couple, they mortgaged a, uh, they mortgaged a house, uh, which, which they, it was a builder's mortgage. And they, Mm -hmm. um, both of them, like the guy owned his own drywalling business and she was a Mm -hmm. nurse. So they're both making solid money, you know, and, and of course they've got good benefits and everything like that. They got two kids and they pay their mortgage they do an accelerated weekly. So usually instead of 40 uh instead of 52 payments in a year, they do 40. They're they're doing um instead of like 52 weeks where it's calculated, they calculate they pay it all up. They pay that the what they're supposed to pay for the year in 48 weeks.
1: Beautiful, right?
0: So and I mean, I think their mortgage initially was the house was valued at I think three fifty, and they mortgaged out three hundred. Good for them. Right, and they paid it them. off. They paid it off in fifteen years because every time wow. during renewal you can you can add on extra cash. So what they would do, and they had three kids yeah, too. Yeah. They had three kids as well. So like that's yeah. not easy. But the, but what they were saying is, and I mean you like to look at these people, you would think like okay, like whoa, like you guys are each making six figures like what are you like you know why aren't you got wh- where's the drip but again like when, when i was having when i was having a conversation with them they're like this is a priority for us we have a young family yeah where's the drip? no but no 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 but i mean but i mean hear me out what they were saying was there's like we have a young family i think of their three kids the oldest was probably seven and they're like we we want to make sure that all of our that all of our debts are are paid off by the time that they reach the university. So I was like, okay, like that's that makes sense. Are you okay? Are you even listening?
1: But that's what you would think. You, you got to yeah, but you got to understand me here. You, you you need to be you need to be at least a, little, a little at least a little understanding. I mean, I, I pictured you, okay. Literally telling these people. <laughs> where's the drip? Okay, like, okay.
0: Yes, I did say where's the drip. Okay, I said it, and they and they both looked at me like I had two heads. They said, "What?" I said, "Never mind." Anyway, um, great that you're making that you're making so much.
1: It's funny. I know you probably did do that. Yes. Okay. You probably did. Yes.
0: Okay. I did it. <laughs> anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is, is that uh, because that's what I asked. I said why are you guys choosing to do it this way? You you have the income potential to like like you know, you don't have to be throwing so much money at this all all the time. But they said yeah. we have a young family and we yeah. want to make sure that most of our big debts like our cars and our and uh, and the house is paid off by the time that our oldest goes to university yeah and i was like okay great and by my calculations as well well not not by my calculations i really shouldn't say that but anyway like uh, the fact of the matter is is that they had had they had been mortgaged for for about 10 years and they had five years left that's how much they threw at it so, I was thinking like, okay, again, short-term pain for long-term gain. Because once they get that mortgage out of the way and once they get their cars out of the way, then, of course, then the drip's going to be dripping. You know what I mean? Then they're going to be able to to be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> let's go to fucking Disneyland with the Gucci flip-flops. Let's go. Let's
1: get the Aston Martin V12 Vantage.
0: Man, you love it. Admit it. I do.
1: Admit it. I do. What's wrong with me loving it? I don't get it.
0: Uh, anyway, man, geez, two hours and 20 minutes.
1: Oof. Oh my God, dude. man! That's even wow.
0: longer than last time. Anyway, so folks, that's we cool. ended up talking <laughs> more so about finances than cardio. <laughs> but again, <laughs> like cardio. that's but no, again, that's that's that that's what this is all about. These are burning questions, and especially now with the, with this whole you know um, carnivore virus that's going on. Uh like finances are are re- are really super important. So again, like we said, this was we focused a little bit more on the uh on the financial cardio aspect and like good tips to train and good tips to um you know again to to just be to work towards a sense of security for yourself because really that's what it's all about. And I can say this as someone who works in financial services as well, um, who works for a bank. Um again like that's that's what we're here for. We're not here to just like, you yep. know, be money grabbers and, uh, and we're like yeah, no, like we legit we want to help. <laughs> um but again, will uh Izzy want to you want to give us a little recap of everything? Okay.
1: <clears throat> so I hope you've been taking notes, like but- we, we did we, we did we did um like you said, we did cover a little bit of little bit of the uh, cardio topic and to be honest um, it's not a very it's not a very complicated topic Um, again cardio is cardio can be a tool uh, that can this is what we discussed at least cardio is a great tool if you need help getting in a caloric deficit okay Um, A lot of people are not able to do so with food only because they feel like they're just not eating enough throughout the day. And so cardio is a great way of pushing you past that caloric deficit without eating, without eating, uh, fuck all. No doubt. And so, uh, we, we discussed, um, we did talk about anaerobic cardio. We compared, Um, High intensity interval training, HIT, with LIS, low intense, low intensity steady state, and we we talked about how to progress in that realm as well. How to progress, how to how to you know continue, how to have your cardio exercise, whichever exercise you've selected, continue to be effective. Continue to be effective after two or three weeks, we talked about the variables that you could play with on the stationary bike, things like pedal resistance, things like pace, length of time on the bike. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know how, we started talking about mindset. We got into the mindset topic and we spoke about uh, hustle culture. Okay, Right. We spoke about hustle culture. We mentioned Ty Lopez and his followers. God, we gave him even more lip service. We did. We spoke about specificity, the importance of following, uh, the, the importance of chasing, not chasing, but seeking uh, actionable advice rather than uh, quotes, like random motivational quotes, yep. which, you know, are not, they're not inherently. F- wrong or false. Yeah. They're not saying anything that's wrong. They're just not helping you as much as a, as much as an actionable, something, um, something, uh, that you can relate to. Yeah. Something that can relate to whatever it is you're trying to excel in. It just doesn't help you as much. And then I don't know how, but we got to money and happiness and, when, um, when we did get, did get into money and happiness, I remembered. So what's a study called? It was, this, it was, it was, it was, it's the, um, we jumped into the, a, a recent study. Well, relatively recent, mm-hmm. the year, a year, um, a year and some change ago, uh, the annual salary, annual salary needed for maximum happiness. Yep. We spoke about. We delved into the amount, which was ninety-five thousand USD by the way, hundred and thirty thousand Canadian for for our Canucks. You got that right. Yeah, it Canucks. Or Canucks, eh? Canucks. And uh, shoes and um orange juice. And that's pretty much it. That's what we spoke about, dude.
0: Yeah, and then we then I then I said, Where's the drip? and you lost it.
1: Oh, my God. That was so
0: funny. (laughs) But anyway, folks, that has been the third episode of our fitness and well, yeah, our our health and fitness related uh, podcast mini series speaking about financial health, physical health, mental health and moral health as well again right. thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate the listens again like we said we're working on ways where we can have greater connection with you guys where you guys can interact with us hopefully soon you guys can be you know not only choosing the topics but also contributing a little bit to the conversation as well and uh, right. and, and we would love that we would really really love that because I, I mean not to toot our own horn I feel that what we're doing is very important um and i think that again it's all about broadening the conversation and again not in and, and bringing the fight of decision making not from the boardrooms or the chambers of government or that you know disgusting spot in the un but again bringing it back to the living rooms bringing it to the to the supper table bringing it to the classroom Bringing it to even just you know like a smoke sesh with your friends or you know a video game a video game sesh with your friends again it's like we're, we're all about fostering connection here we're all right. and and that's really what we do we keep the fire burning as always is he want to say bye before we or say anything else before we sign off
1: that was good I enjoyed that I enjoyed Take that it people. question everything yeah. Um, Shoot for that ninety-five k USD salary. Yeah, and sh- no, shoot for shoot for higher, <laughs> shoot for higher. Once again, <laughs> this has been it, the
0: burning question. Thank you so much once more for tuning in. Of course, I am your host, joined tonight as always by the redoubtable Izzy. We will be back anyway. next week on Monday. We will be talking about strong men. Right, I'm excited You guys better that. get hyped about that Because you thought this episode was long That one's going to be even longer With even more okay. tangents And even more drip It's going to be redoubtable Thank you so much Once more, again We are signing off right now Question everything And keep the fire burning Take care Take of easy. Peace. Keep the fire burning